This is it. Here we go. We're finally here. I can finally do it, Gene. Okay. The second half. Mastermind. Yeah. I like this. I have been wanting to announce these dates. Okay. The Take It Down World Tour. Oh shit, homie. Turn it down. Turn it down in headphones. Tommy's turn that shit down in headphones. Dude, I'm so stoked. Uh, All right, it's finally here. People have been asking me about different cities, and now I can tell you. Okay. I can tell you. Go ahead, homie. I am coming to a bunch of cities. All the cities I've been asked about, I'm coming, dog. Minneapolis. Whoa. LA. Whoa, homie. Denver. Okay. Toronto. Okay. Vancouver. Miami, Austin, Phoenix. Miami, homie. The UK. I'm coming to London town. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming, uh, man. You got to practice your accent, homie. I'm coming to Europe. I'm doing European dates. Can you they're announce those? All, uh, there's a whole bunch of them. They're going wanna, to my motherland. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Can just, you say that? Or I don't no? want to. I don't want to. Uh, you don't want to take it. I want to make sure you go to the site. Okay, homie. Go to tomsegura.com slash tour now here is the thing that happens when you listen to this podcast right now the uh the general on sale starts friday the 12th okay and then but if you're listening or watching right now if you're listening on the 9th if you're watching on the 10th and the 11th the on sale hasn't started you can use my code oh champ okay c-h-a-m-p champ and that will unlock the uh, the tickets, so you can actually get tickets before the rest of the public does. Thank you, everybody who uh, signed up on the email list. You got that email yesterday. Um, that's it, man. The it's ticket, the, the the tour continues. It's going to be all over North America, all over Canada, uh, Europe, and there's even going to be another announcement in a few months about another one other market you are just tearing up the world this year jeans i know it's pretty crazy i'm so excited and i'm excited for this european leg i'm super excited to do the european leg we have so many mommies in the uk that are gonna be so excited me up too so i appreciate everybody a lot of you guys have been hitting me up about uh uk for a long time so i'm very excited about young tom segura young tom tom segura.com slash tour use the code word (laughs) champ gene uh, <laughs> Silly. Personality champ, that's me. Water champ, that's me. Oh All right. God. I would like to thank everybody who came out to Mini Apple Tits, the Acme Comedy Club. What a great weekend that was. So the Ride or Die Tour rolls right along May 10th and 11th now. I will be in Tempe, Arizona at the Tempe Improv, May 31st through June 1st. Sperm Bank here at the uh, Flappers Comedy Club, June 20th. You might want to actually... What? Say, for someone flappers like, hey, comedy club i am not i don't speak your language oh yeah that you're new listeners in, in burbank <laughs> sorry burbank <laughs> sperm like, bank what? you're right you're right yeah uh, that's burbank california yeah. at the flappers comedy club <laughs> like, someone I, know. Like, I don't know where the fuck that is this chick's fucking out of her mind yeah june 20th through 22nd washington dick come washington dc at the dc improv tickets are at christina p online also if you're new to me you're new to the podcast check out my netflix specials i have an hour called mother inferior under christina p is my name there and uh, the degenerates half hour when i was eight months pregnant with our second child and i told filthy cum dick jokes uh, eight months pregnant all right that's nice All right, this episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you by 
Squarespace, when are you going to finally get to it, Jeans? When are you going to build that website you've been talking about forever and ever? When are you going to showcase your work? When are you going to publish that blog? When are you going to build a website to sell the thing you want to sell? Be the person you want to be. Put yourself out there. You can do it with Squarespace. I'm telling you, I've built four websites using Squarespace, and I am not a coder. I don't know HTML, but I used my two little mommy hands and I built websites and they're beautiful websites because the templates are just so clean. You ever go to somebody's uh, business site and, and it's so clunky and convoluted and full of crap? Not with Squarespace. Everything is designed professionally. It's intuitive. You got your e-commerce functionality, lets you sell everything you want to online. You can customize the look, the feel, the settings, the products, everything. It's all optimized and there's no plugins. I tell you, that is the worst thing on those other platforms I've used. For for some reason, you show up and uh, and it's crashed. Your site is crashed because of a, a darn plugin. So go ahead, check it out, try it out. Go to squarespace.com slash mom for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code mom to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace, Squarespace, Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace. Okay, who do we have here? Ooh, I love this one. Noom, Noom, Noom. You know, I've um, had two children and let me tell you, losing baby weight is hard, especially in your 40s and especially when you don't know what you're doing, uh, which is why I went to Noom. I absolutely love it because it's not a weight loss program. It's like you're you're learning how to eat. It's not a diet. Um, you can, you build better habits for you, customize it's tailored to you. You take a quiz, you go on their site, you can recognize and change the habits that have been blocking your success because we all do it. You all do it. You say you're going to do something and then by the end of the day, you're off the rails, you're drinking wine, you're eating cheese wheels in front of the television. But with uh, with Noom, you've got the weight loss plan in the palm of your hand, literally. You're on your phone whenever and wherever you need it, which is so great, especially when you're strapped for time. Noom just asks you to commit to 10 minutes a day. That's it, 10 minutes a day to commit to you. And with Noom, you'll have personalized training and your own support team for less than the price of a single appointment with a nutritionist or a personal trainer. You're gonna have a goal specialist um, that is a behavior change professional, a nutrition expert, and a fitness trainer all in one. And best of all, there's a community that's there for you. Uh, that really helps me. I like, you know, seeing what other people are struggling with. And there's group discussions you can have with your fellow new members to keep you encouraged. It really takes the agony out of food tracking. Ugh, isn't that the worst? Tracking food, measuring. Ugh. Oh, I hate that so much. Just track your meal habits, visualize your portion sizes, and see calorie density at a glance. Noom doesn't say you can't have certain foods, right? It just teaches you about moderation, which is the key to life. So if you go a little bit overboard, no shaming. You just get tips on getting back on track tomorrow. It's an easy 30-second online evaluation. Shows you how much weight you can lose and keep off, most importantly. Uh, I'm trying to lose. I got my last... 10 that I'm working on after the second baby and Noom has been fantastic so far. I love it. I love the, the personal aspect to it. So Noom is designed for results 
It's out with the old habits, in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash mom. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash mom to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom dot com slash mom. Start losing weight for good. Oh, and finally, this episode of Your Mom's House is brought to you in part by Sattva Mattress Company. Uh, I, you know, we can't say enough good things about Safa. They've been with us since the beginning of your mom's house because years ago we needed a new mattress and we needed, we wanted a king size bed. We wanted to spoil ourselves, splurge without paying the ridiculous cost that you'll find in all the retail stores, right? They got to cover the overhead. They got to cover, uh, 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 salespeople at Sattva. It's all done online. You're getting the highest quality mattress. We chose initially the luxury firm king size for a fraction of the cost of what you'll pay in the stores. And we fell in love with it. We've had it for years and we recently upgraded to their memory foam line, loom and leaf that's L O O M and leaf. Check it out. Try it out. See Sattva Mattress for yourself. That's S-A-A-T-V-A Mattress Company. You get a 90-day free in-home trial. They deliver it to your house. They even take away your old mattress for a tiny little fee. They set it up. It's so quick. It takes about a few minutes and bingo, bango, bongo. You're on your new memory foam mattress. Um, it's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. So go ahead, check it out. Loom and Leaf. Uh, com and Sattva. Uh, Sattva. Did you hear that? Sattva. God darn it. S-A-A-T-V-A mattress company. All right. Thank you, Sattva Mattress. T-shirts for the Ride or Die Tour available at Tom Segura's merch page. Yes. Go to merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. Very excited that the uh, everybody can be a water champ because we have yes. the water uh, jug, water well, you, bottle. You have to drink water yes. to be considered a water champ, Tom. What up now, dog? I've got two for your one. Merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. And what I'm very, very excited about is, um, I don't know if you have it in the show. Do you have that Drew clip for in the show or no? Do you have that video? Yeah, let me pull it up. Oh, dude, we can just play it in a minute. We'll just open the show because uh, it's, too, it's too much fun. I'm loving the Water Champ bottle. I have yeah. one at the house. I use it around the house. <laughs> What's great about it is that it doesn't have a tinny taste the way a lot of water bottles often do. And yep. I love the top, the sippy cup, the sippy top. I don't know what the fuck those are called either, but it's so easy. Figure out what that word it's is. It's a great either. size. Yeah. It's great to represent the show. Take it to the, to the work, to the office. Yeah, take it to the gym. Take it to the gym. Take it outside. Take Where it on a hike. Go? Mm-hmm. Catch me outside. <laughs> God. God, you're ruining me. Put that on your tool belt. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. Should we uh, start the show, Gene? Heck yeah. Let's get into this. Let's get into this show. It's going to be a great oh, show today. Oh, my Let's gosh. Do what is your mom this doing This is uh, here? Christina in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking fuming. Mega, mega fucking fuming. Fucking lip breaking down all the fucking time. And no one's doing anything about it. <laughs> Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mom in the no. fucking stairs! No. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. And Christina Pajitsi. Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house.
There's uh, it's it's British Christina. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about here? I, don't I think know. you're upset you didn't get tickets to the Take It Down tour. Oh, is that what? Fucking fuming! <laughs> mega, mega fucking fuming! Fucking lip breaking down all that fucking time, and no one's doing anything about it. What? She's What's mad. that last bit? Master of accents. And that, 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 David I, Bowie. Yeah. Fuming! Fucking lip breaking down all that fucking time, and no one's doing anything about it. And there's something about it. Oh, uh, let's about do something it. about it. Yeah. I'm fucking fuming. What's the next part of that? I'm fucking angry. Fucking getting soaking wet every fucking day. I'm fed up with it. She's crying. <laughs> She's got tears coming out of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus. I was very upset this day. How did you find this one? Uh, someone sent it to me saying that this was Christina from the future. <laughs> I, just, I wasn't sure, but I mean, I kind of see, I see the resemblance. I kind of do too, actually. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, I don't not see a resemblance. Right. Like if I were to gain a good other 10, 50. 15. <laughs> those are my old teeth those are teeth i had when i was a kid right, with space right. and then that bulging eyes easy yeah easy if you had stayed after your semester or, or your year at oxford my year yeah yeah this could have been this me this could be you <laughs> eating those sandwiches you love remember yeah, those? curry chicken mango curry chutney. chicken mango chutney hell yeah look dude. at this bitch man i know <laughs> it's not she doesn't not not look like me i'm not gonna lie this would she make could be me. my dick invert go <laughs> grow into my body what are you talking about if this was like what i woke up and saw in the morning i'd be like babe I'm... nobody wakes up next to this woman. someone does no that's a celibate man no yeah no you gotta maintain bro that's does she keep maintain. going i don't know that's it no this was Thank a very god. short it's just these two clips god what is she so upset she's about? stressing me I out i think it's possibly about the weather oh uh, she's, getting she's saying on. that she's right. soaking wet right. fucking angry fucking getting soaking wet every fucking day maybe, i'm fed out with it maybe she's talking about her <laughs> panties though no you know, that's very possible yeah, yeah she's getting turned on no i'm talking what i am talking about I, I am referring to the weather and you anyway. oh this is so this is you're confirming this is you well this is when i lived in um in gloucestershire mm-hmm. in gloucestershire and it was very very rainy mm-hmm. every day for months and months. I'm going to do my whole set with a British accent. Are you? <laughs> what are you going to open with? Hello, mate. <laughs> like that? What do you sound like when you do it? You sound like uh, like a pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean. Hey. Like, uh, yeah, like a fake pirate, like a fake British pirate. Hello, mate. Or should I Crocodile Dundee? That's, That's not Australian. a knife. Now, there's a knife. You I know the difference between those accents. I know the difference. You don't. Cause How do I not know? You're doing your British accent like Crocodile Dundee. No, I'm not. Do it again. Hello, mate. Yeah. Doesn't he sound like. That's not a knife. Now, there's a knife. No. That's great. Talk about London Town. <laughs> I bet you were invited to London Town. <sighs> I was. You didn't just show up demanding. Yes, too. Invitation only, bitch. Yeah. Hashtag invitation only. Invitation only. only. Yeah. We keep a strict code around here. Not just anybody can get on the show. show. Yeah. All right, mate. All right, mate. It's a bit of a whiffle, isn't it? (laughs) A bit of a whiffle is not a fucking phrase. Hey, Bob's your uncle. In British town. Go on. Go on. Bob is your uncle. Go on. You're the worst at English accent. So I, I, I went dress shopping. You cold, yeah? Yeah. I yeah. said, yeah. But that's like, you know. What? Like, put it this way. In Ox- Oxfordshire, mm-hmm. they don't say, yeah, at the end of sentences. It's a little more proper. 
I heard proper a, like. I hear a lot of Brits say yeah. Yeah, but well, that's more like, you know, Londoner. Isn't it? Cockney. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bangers and mash. I love it. I could I could live there. I got to be eating. You know what you're going to love there, bro? I could live there. Real talk? Mm. Um, English breakfast is kind of the fucking jam, I remember. Bro. Yeah. I remember. Bike beans. The last time I beans was in on London. Toast. Man, it's so long ago. But I was there with you. Yeah. Russell Peters invited me. Russell, I did Russell this little Peters. place called the O2 Arena. Can you... Can you even believe that you did that? I no. think about you doing that, and we went to Bam, yeah, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. We did London, the O2, mm-hmm. and it was crazy. And it was like ten thousand. How many people? No, sixteen thousand. Each show, he did two I, shows. I was shitting my pants for you, and yeah. and Russell would go up there like, anyway, someone's going to like no. Well, first we deal. did a tune up his warm up show. Unreal. Was in uh, I guess it was in Birmingham, right? Or was it? Yeah, it was in Birmingham. Bam. Yeah, we were, we went to Birmingham. He's like, we do a warm up show before the arena show i hadn't even been in an arena and the warm-up show in birmingham was seven thousand people ah so he was just like he's kind of get you you know get just loose dipping the toe in he's got to see what it's like here i bombed on that show i ate shit in birmingham i don't think i think you're a lot harder on yourself because i remember that show go, you did not bomb i didn't bomb bomb but i i was like huh. and he actually we were talking after the show i was like uh yeah i, I remember i was like that day wasn't great. And they're like, that's because this is what even he said. He goes, those people were off the boat. Like he's like here yeah. that, that you did a show to foreigners. Legit. But in London, Legit. it was a little more like our contemporaries. You Cause know? I like, remember it was such a unique experience of Russell Peters show because you look down, you look at the audience and it, it was just a sea of <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like it was my stepdad. Put it that way. My yeah. stepdad and his family, and it was. Ra- I, I've never. But there seen was it. there was a, a huge the Birmingham show. It was awesome. He was like they, these people just got here, right? And then London, it was like what you'd expect a, a mix of everything. More assimilated to the culture. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. Reference, but the shows such, went yeah. really differently. Very differently. Well, I mean, I couldn't imagine being. I don't even how how far along in comedy were you at that point in your career? Um, eight years, seven. Yeah, seven, eight years. And yeah. I remember I was shitting nervous for you, and watching you up on these huge monitors, and I was like, "How is he doing this right now?" I was just so impressed that you could even yeah, have the and the nerve to. I, I, I couldn't. Two I weeks shit. later, two weeks later, I did uh, Comedy Central presents. Isn't that crazy? In New York, yeah. Wow, with the full charge, right? Wasn't full he charge? On that run? Jay Larson. Jay Larson. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We all taped our, our specials. Very cool. I remember that when when I was in London, I was like, man, we're pretty close to broke. Oh yeah. And uh, Russell, I didn't tell him. I was like, man, I, but he um, he had his person wire the payment to us. I was like, oh, we can pay our. I rent. remember that. Yeah. He was so generous and yes. kind. He flew both of us out, put us up in a hotel, fed us. Yeah. I mean, and Super his wonderful generous. brother, Clayton, and his wife. And it was just a wonderful trip. It, it was, was a wonderful trip. It was trip. a cool experience. I'll man. always be grateful to Russell Peters because he kept us alive for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few people, right? And so many people have that story, by the way. Oh, I know. Of well, Russell. Well, yeah, we'll have a guest. Come, I think, I don't know if it aired. Yeah, they George did, right? Perez. Yeah, yeah, has that, that aired? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. had a great Russell Peter story as well. Very Russell. generous guy. And I've met like 10 other guys who have a story like that. Isn't Seriously. that sweet? Yeah. A lot of people have yeah. uh, Russell stories. Sweet guy, sweet family. So we were at uh, the country club, aka the mall. And um, I've decided, 
as a married person, because we've been together for 15 years, um, I'm just going to start letting you pick out my clothes. Yeah, you know, you introduced that whole concept to me. Yeah. I never thought that way. You were like, you should pick things. And I go, why? Because like, you look at me. Yeah, I don't look at me. You look at me. And I should just start taking you shopping. That's what I'm talking about, homie. I never do that, though. No, I, I do. I try to get started. you to approve things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, so we went, I went dress shopping with you and I was like, just go pick some stuff that you want to see me in. And of course you brought back the shortest, lowest cut hoochie stuff. My tits were coming out of every dress. I was like, babe, I got these monster tits. They don't fit in like cute little girl. That's what I want to see. I'm a grown ass woman. That's I know. what I want to see. But like we got, we're about to shoot a scene. <laughs> Keep those tits in that dress. But there has to be a go, compromise. Fit. And then you're like, oh. What? Huh? What's the scene? <laughs> What's your fantasy? I don't know. You're like, oh, does it help you try it on? In the dressing room? Sure, yeah. Why didn't we do that? Let's go back to the mall right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're backed up. You are so nasty. Hmm? What did I say to you? I was like, when I go out tonight, you got to jerk it. Come yeah. On. I can see that the phone's ringing. Yeah. yeah. I go, I go, I'm going to go out to the comedy store tonight. I can't make sweet marital loves to you tonight because I'm working. Yeah. I said, when I'm gone, I want you to clean your pipes. Yeah. And what did you tell me you're going to do with your pipe sauce? Oh, I, th I said I was going to jerk off on your pillow so that you, when you get back home, you lay down. It's just like, <laughs> what are you, then, five? And then you sit up. You're like, what's going on? Your pillow stuck to your head. Ugh. Nadav, and are then, you listening to this event? The pillow slowly just falls off. Ugh. You're like, what is that? This like, is not how know. you talk to your lady. That's how you turn chicks on. What chicks? That's what chicks like. Chicks don't like this kind of talk. Yeah, they do. Listen, I'm damaged goods. That's why I tolerate this kind of talk. <laughs> I got trauma, childhood issues. No normal woman, no normal woman would put up with this. No? No, man. No, you got me. You got me at a vulnerable point. I was like, like a wounded, uh, what's the word? Gazelle. Yeah. Snatched me right up before I got into therapy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I like you. I I love you. I love you. I you. Aw. Anyways, I taught our three-year-old son how to say, I need to take a dump, and you've not been happy with Yeah, me. I don't think, I mean, because obviously I think that's funny, but you know. So do I. It's there's, good. There's context, and like, then you have our little boy <sighs> in situations like, you know, looking like the animal. I just don't want them to, you know, to be, to say it to somebody. And then they're like, that's really cool that. Well, listen, I need to take a dump. It isn't dirty. It's not, it's not. Little kids his age say, I got to make a poo poo. Yeah, but poo poo's dumb. It's boring. I know, but these three, man. What about brown? Can we compromise? Can I teach him to say, I need to make a brown? Yeah, I think that's okay. I mean, dump is a little. Funnier. It's funnier. It is funnier, but we're not shooting a, you know, a video. It's well, like, what's it's the point of having life. two comedian parents if it's not going to be fun for you? All right. You know I mean, what I as mean? Long as, okay. He's going to be saying that. And people are going to be like, hey, you know, something really ha happened today. It wasn't very nice. Your son announced he had to take a dump. <laughs> he refused to put on his pull-ups the other day at school. Yeah. And I was like, you're free balling, dude. He was like, yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Does what he wants. I like that. I like a little rebelliousness. It's good. Okay. A little healthy distrust of authority. I got to take a dump. So what? He said oh, it to man. me the other day. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> He's like, I take a dump. And I was like, okay. 
<laughs> yeah, and I noticed, don't think I didn't notice this morning. I got out of the shower and it was fucking so cold in our room. <laughs> Look how happy you are. And then I checked the thermostat. You yeah. had it down to 68 degrees. Felt good. Felt nice. Oh, man. By the way, you fall, You always fall asleep before me. Last night, I don't know if you did this, in the middle of, the, of your sleep, you kicked your blankets off. <gasps> you know? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No way. Yes, you did. That's yes, you not did. true. You're just, that's propaganda. No, it's not propaganda. You kicked it off. And did so you, you turn the AC on? Yeah, of course. Oh. We were hot. Both. Of, I, I was like, I'm hot. And then I look at you and you're like, obviously telling me that you're hot. I'm not hot. Yeah. You were hot. You were hot. <laughs> Look at Blue Band just put hashtag thermostat gate. Thermostat gate. Yeah, go real. ahead and tweet me. Let me know what your ideal temp is in springtime. Mm-hmm. I'm I like a seventy six. That is where I am. And in in winter and the spring I like it to be seventy six. Actually all the all times. Um let me know what your ideal temp is, ladies. There's no way anyone's like you. No one. Yeah, seventy six. No Man, she had it 78 for a while. She's like, feels good. It does feel good. It's normal. It doesn't feel good. Look, everyone's shaking their heads. Well, Blue Band, what do you keep your nest at? Like 69, baby. Uh. (laughs) What about Chris? 72. Oh. Reasonable. That's still kind of. 72, that's in my lane. Josh can't weigh in because he's severely disturbed. He's a cockroach. He's like, 45 feels nice. The By the way, did you guys battle it out over who got the uh, the the ball kit, the ball maintenance? I mean, we haven't discussed it yet, but I know uh, you know he has Greek jeans in him, and I <sighs> I see his chest hair coming out of his shirt sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. Chris wants some too. Chris oh, wants it. Chris. Apparently he has some hair. Oh, but oh. Uh, this this uh, isn't going to be for the arms. Can we do it? <laughs> can we have some type of contest where you guys? battle it out you know oh shit yeah what would be the the parameters <laughs> i don't for know the ball shaving yeah it's a really nice kit it is a really nice kit from manscaped how about push-ups <laughs> push-up oh he's walking right oh, in oh shit shit oh my god oh, jesus joey diaz just walked on our <laughs> <He just> set <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even know you Hold i just on. sneak in your mom's house will be right back Hi, yes Okay, before we get into Joey Diaz, I got to talk to you about Postmates. Oh, let me tell you, without Postmates, nobody would eat in the jeans house. I I think I use Postmates. Is there like a gold medallion premium level? Because I do literally use them every single day. And I tell you, it's the best, especially when you first have a kid, you don't want to cook. I've been using them forever. They, I mean, there's no more trips to the store. Why, why are you going to the store? You don't even have to know where the store is because Postmates will deliver anything to you. Just, all you got to do is download the... Download. I mean, what is going on with me today? Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery. That's the best part. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. Let me tell you a story about Postmates, by the way. Let me tell you. When we had to evacuate our home and we were living in a hotel for three nights and I was with my kids, my husband, my dogs, I forgot what? A can opener to open dog food. I forgot what diaper cream for the babies behind. I forgot everything. And I thought to myself, why don't I just ask Postmates to get it? And I was in a hotel and an hour later, this angel brought me everything we needed. And that's what I'm saying. It's not just food. 
it's uh, everything you want. It's anything and everything. So anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. Wow. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving, giving, giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use code HOUSE2019. That's code HOUSE2019 for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need, anytime you need it. Download Postmates and save with code HOUSE2019. Yeah, I use these guys constantly, especially on the road when you're staying in hotels. Whew, I rely on these fools. Okay. Also, here we go. Is there anything worse when you're outside doing your favorite activity and you're wearing a shirt that's like sticky and yucky and just weighing you down? Wouldn't you rather wear something that's extremely comfortable, performs great, and won't hold you back? Well, that's why two siblings, a Montana fishing guide brother and a Nike designer sister obsessed with the outdoors teamed up and made it their mission to create the most comfortable shirt. And they created a brand to give like-minded weekend warriors the natural comfortable men's and women's apparel they've always needed and wanted free fly free fly is designed for outdoors men and women let's not gender it who won't settle for uncomfortable clothing i love free fly i've been wearing it um, outside i gardened in my free fly shirt it's so wonderful butter soft bamboo comfort designed from top to bottom designed for those who work hard play hard and demand the same from their clothing i love it so comfortable there's no unnecessary bells and whistles that's what i like too they use subtle branding uh, natural color palette you're not going to see ridiculous big designs and logos Ugh, i love it i love the colors i have one of every color in these shirts they're just fantastic these clothes embody the versatility you crave wherever life takes you perfect tops and bottoms for setting sail casting flies or just having a good time on the beach or the neighborhood docks. There you go. I love it. I love it. It's time you stopped being uncomfortable and tried out Free Fly's bamboo clothing. It's a great uh, Mother's Day or Father's Day gift just around the corner. Gear up for mom and dad. You can get 20% off when you visit freeflyapparel.com and use promo code HOUSE. That's freeflyapparel.com. Promo code HOUSE. Thank you, Free Fly Apparel. If you know me, you know one thing I hate more than anything is going to the mall. What a waste of time. I certainly don't have that kind of time, which is why I love Stitch Fix. It's an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. I absolutely love it. Um, I've used it several times, especially when I'm in between sizes and I'm like, ugh, I don't want to go to the mall. I don't want to get under that lighting. I don't want to feel bad about myself, and I don't want to deal with annoying salespeople. So you go to stitchfix.com and you take a little online quiz. They ask you what your personal style is and then a stylist puts together a box of Stitch Fix accessories, shoes, jewelry, um, all kinds of clothes that you like. If you want dresses, if you want work attire, casual, they send it to you, you try it on, whatever you don't want, you just put in the, um, they already have a bag for you that's addressed put it in there, mail it back, keep the stuff you want. And that's it. And they even have a uh, little bonus items. Like I got a great pair of pajamas. I got tights thrown in the mix. It's so easy. Okay. They, uh, shipping exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required, which is very unique. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments 
or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied toward anything you keep from your shipment. So get started now at stitchfix.com mom, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all items in your box. That's stitchfix.com mom to get started today. Stitchfix.com mom, and you're going to want to keep all your items. Trust me, I never return any. <laughs> Thank you, Stitch Fix. All right, enough business. Let's get into Joey. Right around the pipe, deep yeah. in that valley, sometimes I get an itch, so I got to trim the hair to take the split ends. Yeah. I take the split ends out, and I just leave like a little bush. And just then, roll. And then you fucking, uh, yeah, we're your ready. dick looks good. My just balls go. don't get hair, though. I, I've never seen, my balls don't get no hair. I get like a wild strand from time to time. Are you hairy on your chest? No, I have no hair And at on all. your butt, your culo? Uh, no. You don't, don't have so a hairy butt? Oh. No, I got, that's like, nice. from time to time you get that wild hair that grows yeah. out and you just pluck no, it I, out. I got a forest back there. Do you really? Uh -huh. In your asshole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm not a. Sometimes I shit hair. <clears throat> I'm like what they true. call lampino in Cuban. What's, What's that? It's called lampino. You don't have a lot of hair. I'm, I, I'm yeah. not, I don't have hairy legs. Dude, you know oh. I did a, a Spanish set a few weeks ago, all Spanish. How'd you? How'd it go? It went well. It went well. I had a fun time. There's I was a market nervous. for that. There I is. I think oh, when I go yeah. to Miami, I'm gonna add a second show on Thursday and just try a Spanglish show. Really? Yeah, just Spanglish it up. Little, you know, some Cubanisms for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Because the Cuban is very funny. Yeah. It adds a very funny uh, whatever, and all I have to do is go up there and play one of my relatives. Yeah. With that broken English. And they and know it's it. fucking hilarious. Yeah. And Miami's that, great for that. You did that spang. You did uh, your, I think it was your stepfather or your uncle in your, this is not happening. Right. What yeah. happened here? What happened here? <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. Que pasó? What happened? What happened? Yeah. And he would try to say motherfucker. Yeah. And he could never, that's all he knew. Yeah. That's all he knew. And I love the, the detail of like when uh what he could say that to you but like if the cops come he's like no, no nobody, nobody knows english nobody knows <laughs> you know they played that so well that is so funny they played it that's hilarious they played it to such a t christina you yeah. ready for this yeah that my mother would come home at night she'd go listen tomorrow you can't go to school nico's gonna give you a hundred bucks go to deluca with him deluca was an attorney in the neighborhood a fucking deadly jew <laughs> deadly like if he represented you you got Scott off. Like, I know people, you know the Sullivan Act? No. The Sullivan Act is when you get pulled over with a piece in New York City. You just go straight to jail. You do a year sentence. Oh, right. Two year they mandatory, don't fuck a half, whatever. Dog, I saw him get people off of that. Off of gun charges. Like, off of wow. gun charges. Yeah. He had a menu. Like, when you went to see him, you go, okay, sit down, Tom. Nice to see you, Christina. Here's the situation. They caught you with this. They got you on the phone. I can make the tapes disappear, and I can get to the judge. That's going to cost you four hundred thousand. For three hundred thousand, the tapes will be admissible, but I'll hire an FBI witness to say that they were tampered with. You're still going to do six months. For two hundred thousand, you do nine months, and for a hundred thousand, you're going to do eighteen months. Give me a call. Think about it. Great to see you. And it would be like a wrote, and my mom and stepfather would be like, or anybody else would be like, Galisa. You know, yeah. even though they knew what he was saying, right. mm. they would never let the cat out of the bag. I, they played, yeah, yeah. 
they played immigrants. That's, because you got to keep that leverage. Smart. You that's smart. That's leverage. That's how you leverage. get out of jury duty, too. Yeah. It's a Hungarian mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. trick. My dad always told me, once I get the thing, <coughs> like you just they, go they, in and they, you're they, like, they don't even want to hear it. I'm going to fuck this face. Forget it. You know, it's like these poor bastards. These poor white bastards in Hollywood that are going to get thrown under the jail yeah. for paying off their fucking kids' college. Those two people, yeah. Oh, yeah. those million dollar bails, they're going to get thrown under the jail. Yeah. And the 250, she's going to get some probation or something. Well, listen, I kidnapped a dude, threw him in the <laughs> trunk of a car, and my bail was 50000 Yeah. Damn. So this bitch paid a million dollars. A million dollar bail apiece. And the next day when they you went to use their ATM card, it was like, it's no good. What are you talking about no good? I just put a half a mil in there. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. The yeah. feds get on that shit over air. They yeah. don't even fuck around. Those people are sucking dick right now. Full house chick, <laughs> she's somewhere stripping in the valley right now. That's a half of, that's a lot. They, they, they lot racketeering, scratch. they just seize your assets. Yeah. yeah. They wait till you come from trial, which, and then they just take everything. It's wild, man. They go to your house the next day with tape recorders. Isn't it crazy that, that Jesus. it, like, that they felt so compelled, like, that their kid yeah. could just go in, their kid could have gotten to any college, but they're like, nah, my kid's gotta Who go cares? to this Guys, college. I do not want my child involved in any aspect of this area. I am just waiting for a signal to get the fuck out of here, whether it's a little out of Reno, maybe it's Vegas, maybe it's Tennessee, and it's because of what's happened the last three years. Harvey Weinstein, Jesse Smollett, uh, you know, R. Kelly. You got to think of this Michael Jackson documentary you just saw. This thing with these fucking people paying for your kids to go to college. It's a bad environment. Like, just think of this is all the Hollywood machine. Yeah. If you really think of Jesse Smollett, I feel bad for him. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for him because he got sucked into it. Have you ever been on a set and you see people who are getting sucked into it? Yeah, yeah. And then one day you come out of that fog between the business manager, the agent, this manager, your 19 assistants, you're fucking yeah. broke. Now, remember, we go on the road because we enjoy it. Yeah. I don't go on the road for money. I go on the road because I have a good fucking time. When you go on the road for money, yeah, because you need to pay the mortgage. Oh, yeah, sure. that's, that's that's it's not that much fun taking pictures with people and hanging no, out with people. Right. And yeah, it's not. So, the point I was getting to is, they're so stupid. stupid. You looking at me? You yeah. looking at me? I'm not the most intelligent guy in the world. <laughs> I got into the University of Colorado with oh, no did. high school diploma. Really? Oh yeah, I just kept telling them I'll send it next week. <laughs> Next week. Every time they bump into me, the counselor, where's your high school diploma? Next week. It's coming. Overnight mail. FedEx. <laughs> then I went to continuing ed, which is an extension of the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And you go there first for a while. And then when you get enough tr- credits, you transfer into the I got the letter. You either got to shit or sit on, get off the pot. Yeah. You got to transfer in. This is a true story. I went down there, I got the application, 35 bucks. I just made up a bunch of fucking <laughs> shit because I had taken classes at Colorado Mountain College in Aspen. And all those credits transferred with me. That's not when you lost credit. You didn't lose credits then. You know when you transfer now, yeah, you lose yeah, 92 yeah. credits? Yes, like, yeah. Fuck you. I was yeah. not even- I'm not losing. I did, I did fucking residential wiring. I did all these fucking classes. So they didn't take those credits from me. The university came to me came to my face. I don't give a fuck who goes to jail now. 
And they were like, I wasn't thinking, Tom. Yeah. I used in the application Joey Diaz. I wasn't even thinking about it. A week later, denied. But when I went to one of the classes, I bumped into a guy that was trying to help me. And he goes, aren't you Cuban? And I go, yeah. He goes, what's your real name? I go, Jose. Uh, and the guy looked at me and he goes, if you were to redo <laughs> your paperwork, <laughs> staple your birth certificate on there with Jose Diaz, let's see what happens. Let me put a word in for you. Dog, the application wasn't even dry. I dropped it off. <laughs> and by the time I got home, at the time I had a pager, but I had a home number. Yeah. And they had already left a message. Hi, Jose. Congratulations. You've been accepted to the Colorado. <laughs> Listen to me. <clears throat> and I'm snorting coke with three hands. I'm about to go to prison. Like, no, 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 not yet. I hadn't kidnapped the guy yet. All right. So I'm taking, I'm selling cars, snorting coke. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging out in the fucking CU weight room yeah. with Michael Pritchard and all the football players that teach me how to tape ankles. I'm lifting weights with them. I'm having a, I'm living like a double life. I'm selling cars, robbing people, <laughs> snorting blow at night, eating pussy. And in the daytime, at, from like five to nine, I became a fucking faggy student. <laughs> I had my little CU shirt on and, and I'd go take classes and talk to people. What were you studying? I was studying political science because... Once they came at me with that program, but it was called the CUOP college program. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All you had to do was maintain a C plus. Oh, and they kept easy. giving you money. I had become Joey Cash Registers because I had a friend that had Joey a book. Cash he had a book for all the money they gave Spanish people. See, this is all those fucking dumb white people. All they had to do was go to the border. <laughs> As soon as the Mexican jumps the wall, they grab Maki. Listen, no problem. We're going to take you to our house. You're going to marry my stupid white daughter. We're going to have like a fake wedding, Guadalajara style, whatever. I'm going to give you 10 Gs, set you. Think about the half, mil the half million they paid. Half a they million. They could have paid 20,000, 30,000, married the daughter, and now you're Last not Christina Pazinski no more. Yeah. You're Christina Hernandez. Yeah. And you walk right into fucking. Or you fucking, can just change your last name. Think legally, about it. Go think of how fucking security. stupid, how easy, how many loopholes they are. Did you see the girl yesterday? The dumb bitch didn't even play fucking soccer. No. Did you see this? No. Weren't they photoshopping? Yesterday, the, the chick soccer, they went to the soccer coach, and they said, are you kidding me? This is one of the daughters? Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday it came out that the, uh, the guy took a chick from around here somewhere, Woodland Hills, and they fucking made a fake profile that she was a soccer player, and they made the captain. Da, 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 da. The chick never fucking kicked the ball. <laughs> the coach was like, I never saw her. So it's racketeering. Whoa. So they got the soccer coach at UCLA Damn. or USC, correct me Damn. if I'm wrong, Holy shit. for racketeering. I mean, it's just cold-blooded, and they didn't need to go to those extremes. Yeah, why would you have to go to yeah, these extremes true. to do you know, this? Do you know how much money they were giving me? How much? Honestly, every time I turned my head, I was getting a check for 2500 to $5,000. What? Jose Marti, Johnny, any Spanish guy that made more money, they just donate. And they have a fund sitting for Spanish people. And all you gotta do is just apply. <laughs> and they would give me fucking thousands. And you're like, I, you know, I'm English. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't talk on this. And when I was on campus, yeah. I was like a Jap. 
You know how Japs come around with a camera and they bow and they don't know nothing. I, I don't know. I don't know. You should have seen me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I was at the fat chick and uh and man on fire when the, he remember like Odita. And she don't say La Nina, La Nina. They would talk to me. I didn't know nothing. I bow. I take pictures like a fucking like I just came back from Cuba. You should have seen me from as soon as I hit the fucking campus. Yeah, I was like Vinny Chinjigante. Yeah. Oh, I, I was like a half a retard. <laughs> And I kept asking, even though I was like that retarded kid that has to follow everybody in school to get to school every day because he forgets where the school is. You ever have that guy that just tagged along? He just waited for you. I was that fucking guy. I held that fucking moniker up for two years. And when I would see people from the college, I'd just be Spanish. You use the R word. Sorry. What's that? I said. You use the R word. Oh my God, it was fucking hilarious. When I was so when they find my paperwork, they're gonna put me under the jail with those dumb white people. Yeah. Because I took more money. I was taking money in prison. When I came out of prison, the first place I went to these were in Colorado, they had like three checks waiting for me for like twelve five. That's how I got you know Damn. you know in the mafia they give you a boost? Yeah. They gave me a boost. They gave me a twelve five boost. Jesus. And then when I reapplied, they said you can't come into the University of Colorado you must with have... felonies. Oh really? Oh. So now they had me. So now I had to switch majors. From political science because who's going to hire me as an attorney <laughs> my plan was to get a co-political history history major yeah. political science history major and then get into the spanish law school like a doctor that's yeah. where the big money came that's when they started buying your cars and paying for your apartments and let me tell you something uh, about four years ago i got a letter in the mail from the u.s state department they shipped me and my wife looked at it we hit the drum roll and we opened it up. All they wanted back was twenty six hundred bucks. Are you wow. serious? Out of all that money, they I wrote they wanted it back though. Twenty six twenty five a student loan I had taken out for twenty six hundred for twelve credits or something like that. I just took the twenty six and bought a car, and then sold the car. I was flipping cars then on campus. Jesus, what I'm saying. Like that was Dude, like this so, was like the this was a, a fucking money machine. It was you. a money machine. This is why when you're Spanish, all you have to do is go somewhere you don't want to be. <laughs> you're not going to get into USC. They're not going to give you no money. We got 2,000 Mexicans in this neighborhood. Yeah. You're right. in no danger. Go to the we Midwest. You go to Iowa City. Or you Oklahoma apply, you apply or some the shit. University yeah. of Iowa, you apply yeah. anywhere where blacks and Spanish don't want to be. Because <laughs> they'll look at each other and go, why are we here? Because we're getting played, bitch. Whether it's Montana. Boise. Boise, yeah. you know, those places. Omaha. University of Michigan, yeah. Nebraska. Yes. Oh, Nebraska. they're begging for Spanish yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Nebraska, all they got, you know. Kansas. So that's the move. That's Holy the shit. move. Just, now, what did you do when you got out of prison to make money first thing? Like you're I went and picked up that check for twelve five. Right, I was right. like I was like fucking Henry Hill. We gotta go to Pittsburgh tomorrow. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. My wife's like, Well, you have a meeting with your probation. Like, Don't worry, it's taken care of. I right went, away. I picked up the twelve five, and I got a job selling cars because don't let anybody have, you could breathe into the bottom of a glass. Don't let you sell cars. <laughs> so no, no, no. At first, I couldn't sell cars. I'm lying to you because I had to get my license. You yeah. have to get your license redone. Not my driver's license, but my car salesman license. So I got a job in the halfway house detailing cars, but I really wasn't detailing cars. I was selling blow. What I would do is. <laughs> So let's say I was coming, where do you work? I work at Tom Segura Industries, 666 Mockingbird Lane. 
I would give them the address, but I tell them I'm a detailer. We don't hear the phone ring, so just page me. Oh right, ah, and they smart. for the page. So I would get a, I would be driving around. You're not allowed to drive until you're level four. Fuck you. <laughs> I had a car parked two blocks away. I'm driving around town. One day I pulled up next to a counselor at the light, and I'm like, please don't turn around, please. And she didn't turn around. I got away. And this is in Colorado still. This is in Boulder. Yeah. So I was it's so funny cars, to picture you as a Colorado guy. I know. I don't I see you. I was slinging coke, selling cars. I was clean, but then I came up positive from weighing the coke. When you pick up the rocks and shit, the shit goes through your fingers yeah. and it goes into your bloodstream. So I pissed coke, and that's when the problem started. Now I had to wear gloves and a mask. Well, what happened when you when you tested positive though? Did they? The first time they made me go to a a ninety day out treatment like Artie Lang type shit, shit. and you uh, went oh yeah I'm in there selling coke getting my dick sucked <laughs> there was a chick in the group that would suck dick just by a look of an eye they give us a little break we go behind the building a little suit column mink and I go back in and tell them about my mother how she beat me with a paper towel <laughs> the chick's name was Patrice I never forget that I would just see her and she'd suck my dick it was tremendous she was in the halfway house with me I would check in when you got into the halfway house You'd have to sign your name and it'd always be a note. Come by my door, because there was chicks on the first floor. And I would go by her door, knock on the door, give her a little piece of coke, and just take my dick out of the door. Like if I was talking to her, I'd be hanging out like on the thing, and she'd be sucking my dick. The counselor would be on the other side. Boom, I'd shoot my stomach juice, put the helmet back in, and I'd go upstairs. An hour later, she'd be fucking jawing up a storm downstairs by herself. I was selling coke at the halfway house. Jesus. I was loaning money. Really? I was a loan shark. Yeah, because your rent has to be, that's how they fuck with you. The system fucks with you. They know you don't get paid till Friday, but they would make you pay your rent on Thursday. You're 75 bucks a week. Jeez, that's so a I, lot. I would lend out 75 for 102. I don't, wow. don't even ask me where I came up with the figure. 75 for 102 on Saturday. Let them cash that check. Now what happens if someone doesn't have the 102 ready? I wouldn't fuck with them. Yeah. I'd just say, go fuck yourself. Now you get nothing from me. <laughs> and now I, Dude, I got three guys do in the you room. ever stop and what like, do you think, do you ever just stop about like, think about where you are now in your life, right? You're this great comedian, you have this beautiful family, beautiful daughter, and you think about how crazy you fucking were? like the shit you were doing? Doesn't it seem like it's a different person? I've come to terms with it. You know that song by the Talking Heads, you know, you may ask yourself, yeah. living in a shotgun shack. Yeah, yeah. Like that, when I look at Mercy, that's all I think about. Yeah. Like that song, how did I get here? Yeah. So I, to, so, not, so I wouldn't go to a psychiatrist or whatever, I broke it down to three categories. The first category was when I lived with my mother until she died, I was Jose Antonio. Mm-hmm. That's what she called me, Jose Antonio. That's what my family calls me. They don't know nothing about Coco or Joey or nothing. fucking yeah. nothing. They know Jose Antonio. And then when my mother died, I became Coco. Mm -hmm. And that was the motherfucker that was just out of his mind. And then when I was about 42, I became Joey Diaz. Wow. I, came to, I had two more years of snorting coke, but I was on the upswing at least. It was like I was doing a little heroin. Mm-hmm. I was doing coke during the week. I would just do heroin on Mondays and then just carry over <laughs> for the week. Uh -huh. And uh, that's how I look at it, just so I could sleep at night. Yeah. You know, just so I could sleep at night. Dude, something else amazing happened recently that I talked to you briefly about was that you'd always told stories about, obviously, the kidnapping and, and being locked up and getting out. And you would jokingly 
talk about how you you sent a Facebook request to the guy you kidnapped, yes. and he wouldn't accept it. You're like, I oh, didn't accept yeah, yeah. Facebook for years, request. for years, for years. You yeah. would always talk about for it. Years. It always made me laugh. And then recently, <laughs> you said you did a show, and the motherfucker he came to your show. I kept last last year really pissed me off because he was supposed to come to Tempe, and he never came. Ken, and it pissed me off. Like I went back to the hotel room because you don't remember when you're there. Christine, I'm coming to your show tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. All right, see you there. And then on the drive home, you're like, I didn't see Joey Diaz. Right, and right. And then somebody will go, he was there. He just left before you got off or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he didn't show. And I said, that's it. This is the fifth time he has the show. And then a dear friend of mine said, listen, the reason why he didn't show is he hasn't forgiven himself. Work himself. with him on this. Yeah, work with the, him on this. He hasn't really come to terms with what happened. You know, he was no innocent bystander. He was in on the deal, too. Oh, he just got gotcha. double-crossed like I did. So when I went to Tucson, I called him the week before. And I said, I'm coming to Tucson. He goes, I'm coming. And I'm sitting downstairs. I thought he didn't show. And there he was. And I just hugged him. I didn't say much because we apologized to each other on the phone. I just hugged him for like three or four minutes. And it was like one of those hugs where I didn't have to say nothing. Mm -hmm. Just the way I was hugging him was like, yes, yeah. I'm really sorry about that day. I can't imagine what you went through. You know, I really can't imagine what you went through. It was a great day for me. I had a good time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I lived out some fucking wild fantasy. Yeah. Do you think he really thought, was he terrified for his life in that, in that scenario? Yeah, yeah, he was. He but was. you know what? He didn't stop. He got in trouble. He got stabbed in the face like six months later. Like he... He was on a roll, the same role I was on. Let's get something straight. The reason why, we met selling cars, but then he disappeared for a while. He would get into a fight with the sales manager and leave. He was very good looking, very charismatic at the time. Then he came back, and that time when he came back, when I met him, when he came into my life, he had a cast on, like Ari. He had one of those light casts yeah. on. And I go, what happened? And he goes, ah, I got chased by the cops. And I crashed into a tree. And I got a DUI, but they took me to the hospital. And while he was in the hospital getting treated, he broke out of the emergency room, kicked the door down to the store pharmacy, and took every painkiller and every bottle of liquid cocaine Fuck. they had, jumped out the window three stories, and ran away, and they caught him two days later. So the reason he was in the position he was in was because he knew where the coke was hidden. His partner's coke was hidden. And he wanted to rob his partner's coke and sell it to me. Do you understand? Yeah. So what a tangled well tale we weave when we tangle to deceive. Yeah. I had different plans. I'm not a fucking salesman. I'm going to just take your fucking coke. So that's what went down. So hmm. he was no. And then after I saw it, when I got out of jail, he was even more fucked up. I bumped into him six, seven months after I got out of jail. I was already into comedy. I bumped into him in a bar, and he was fucked up to the gills. And he goes, what are you doing here? When did you get out? I'm like, I'm sorry. And I go, sell me a gram of coke. And I'll never forget, we went into the men's bathroom, and they had one of those pocket scales. And while he was weighing the coke, he was fucking having He kept going, I can't believe you kidnapped me. And I tell him, listen, this is a bad day. It happens. It's a bad day. Yeah, it happens. You put yourself in a bad position. We shook hands. We even did a blast in the bathroom. We went out and had a beer. And then comedy took over my life. And then one day when Facebook came along, I seen him on there. And I 
friend request him. He told me to go fuck myself. <laughs> he wrote me like, like I tried to be his friend, and I didn't hear shit. And then you, you know that secret compartment you have in your Facebook? There's like a messenger that yeah. you get messages on, but you yeah, never check, check it. That yeah, shit. Yeah. One day I checked and I had 2,000 messages on me. Yeah, yeah. And there he was. He's like, you got some fucking pair of balls. <laughs> Asking me to be your friend? You tied me up and handcuffed <laughs> me and shit. You know, I couldn't move my hand for three days. I was, I was walking around like I had a stroke and all this shit. <laughs> You're like, can we be friends? And I'm like, hey, listen, man, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. I yeah. get it. You know, I wasn't trying to be rude to him. Yeah. I just had this sense that, listen, let me tell you something. AA's got that step that they want you to reach out and yes. apologize to some people. Remember when, when fucking Christopher Moltisanti got out of the out of rehab? Christopher. And he got Christopher. Moltisanti and yeah. the Sopranos. Yeah, and of course. He taught, and Tony asked him, are you clean? Yeah, and he goes, I'm, I'm even reaching out to some people in some cases. I send some people money, some people flowers, some people send apologies. And then he looks at me and goes, there's some things you should leave alone. Like, I've reached out to right. as many people as I can. There's some people that are never going to get it, so yeah. I'm not even going to try. I even reached out to my ex-wife. You did? I, yeah, and said, listen, I was a different person then. And then she went on this fucking diatribe about blow and stuff about it. And I go, you know what? I'm not even going to get through to her either. Right. But at least I put it you out tried. there. I tried. Yeah. And the reason why she's not dead is because I've made a, a constant decision that we both got something we wanted. She wanted to be a mom, and she had the kid, and I got a life. So I'm like fucking Denzel and Man on Fire. I gave a life to get a life, mm -hmm. you know? And I've come to terms with it, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Now I got a beautiful six-year-old, I got the wife, there's no drama. Yeah. And here I am in fucking rainy California right I know. now and shit with I know. my two favorite people. Every time I talk to you, I feel like I'm about to see, like you're going to actually make that move though. You're always talking about moving somewhere. I want a sense of community. Yeah. I want somewhere. I want this shit to end. Like, you know, I just wanted to, just want to be regular. Like I just, you, you, I don't see a future for me here. If it, there is. I'll stay here till I, they bury me, you know, till they put me in that sag home. What do you mean there's no future hills. for you here, though? I just... I'm confused by that, because I feel like... Oh, no, no, I have a future comedy-wise. Yeah. I love all that stuff. Oh, okay. But let's face it, you know, the, the other side of the industry has... A great article came out about two weeks ago when, and I'm not uh, saying nothing bad, I, I think the world of them, I think it was a great... I like crashing. Mm -hmm. But when crashing got canceled, a magazine put up that when is it going to end? That it's time for America to accept different type of comics. That the clean cut comic, America doesn't want to see it no more. We've been pounded with. They mentioned the guy from Crashing. They mentioned uh, John Mulaney and they mentioned Sebastian. Yeah. In this article. Those guys all do great, right? Right, they, which are they, hugely they, successful acts and they're Radio if, City Music. But if their TV show didn't work, Oh, it's I not because it didn't work because of that. It didn't work because America is ready for a new. And they even said it in the article. If I was a television studio, I'd be ch chasing a dirty bunch on the internet. Yeah, ah, yeah. that's who go. America really wants to see. Those people with a little bit more, you know, oomph. Not yeah. regular friends. Blah, blah 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 blah. I would like to repitch a show or something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe give myself a future here. 
But if it's just to work the road and do a podcast, you can do that from anywhere. That's true. Yeah, okay. that's true. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Toast Tucson. I'm sitting in the back with uh, Lee Wellington, the guy that runs the yeah. theater, great guy, and his little assistant. I go, I'm starving. Said, do you have any menus? And he went, the guy goes, let me tell you something. There's a place down the corner. Uh, fucking tacos. Bourdain went there. Da, 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 and I'll bring you a menu. And he came back with the menu. I didn't even look at it. I go, just get me carnitas. Get yourself some tacos. Get some for Lee and get some for Kate Quigley. I gave him $60. I'm not a cheap guy. He came back with a box of tacos, two of them, and a bean and cheese burrito. And he gave me back $41. Hmm. It was $19 for fucking 16 tacos. Yeah. And a bean and cheese burrito. Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks earlier, I went somewhere, St. Louis or something. And I got like a fucking huge lunch. Salmon, mashed potatoes, a salad, a cup of fucking lentil soup, iced tea. You know, $12. I told the waitress she made a mistake. And she goes, no, I didn't. That's what the food costs. And you come here and you, you see what differences. Again, I'm not cheap. I'm just talking about I want to go somewhere where I don't feel I'm getting fucked in the ass. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. we gotta, you know, how much longer are we going to pay $25 for fucking luggage? Even I though know. I don't, but I'm just saying, you know, yeah. you know how much longer, you know, yesterday, tremendous, the biggest deal in fucking a angel history. Oh, yeah. They gave that guy $437 million and all these angel fans, well, who do you think is going to pay for that? Yeah. Now your tickets went from 69 to 89 what if you and Christine and your two little ch children want to go to you a know. fucking baseball game? No, it's crazy. It's four times a yardstick plus 50 for parking plus seven for a soda. Yeah. Or try saying, going to Disneyland. That fucking costs a fortune. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Disneyland justifies it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. When I go to Disneyland, <laughs> go for it, Joe. if I turn around and Mickey Mouse fucks me in the ass and I pay the 119 <laughs> I get my money's worth. And I'll tell you why. You know you're not going to get blown up. You know you're not going to fall off one of those fucking rides. That's true. The place is fucking clean. Clean, immaculate. Clean. You not know, even they, a gum wrapper nothing. on the fucking floor. And if something does happen to fall, I know. there's a little fucking Mexican dude with a sweeper <laughs> with Mickey Mouse ears on that comes up right behind you and pick it the fuck up. They don't fuck around at Disneyland. Let me tell you, I went to Disneyland pissed off this last year. First of all, I went to the premiere. Listen, let me tell you the hookup I got. I, got, yeah. I went to the premiere of Coco. They couldn't find people named Coco. So the guy goes, how about Coco Diaz? I go, "Let's." my daughter will definitely go see Coco. So they took us downtown. Seriously, so, just because your nickname's Coco? Yeah, they That's took awesome. us downtown. <laughs> They're like, this guy's totally Disney friendly. food, three floors of fucking white people. <laughs> Drinking martinis mixed with fucking shoe polish and CBD oil. I'm over there mingling with my daughter and my wife. And the kid comes up and he goes, bro, I love you, Segura Rogan. Like, you motherfuckers are the real deal. If you ever want to go to Disneyland, here's my card. Yeah, dude, oh, look at that. I got it. I got it for you if you ever want to call him. Okay. Hell yeah. My wife wanted to go. I called the guy. I go, hey, this is Joe Diaz from Coco. How are you? I don't want to intrude. You know, you feel embarrassed. Yeah. You did say if there was a hookup for Disneyland. He goes, let me call you back. He got me the Joe Rogan package. Really? The Joe Rogan package. Joe Rogan just shows up giving everybody gets a yardstick. <laughs> yeah. But they take him through caves. He yeah. cuts through lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, the guy gave me that deal for oh. 10 people. Oh, yeah. awesome. I took my nieces, Eddie Bravo and his kid, and me and my wife and the tribe, we stayed at the hotel. Awesome. 
two, three days. They oh. walked around. I walked around a little bit with them. You know, there's some rides I can't do. Yeah. But that ride that you sit and you see the world and you smell the dirt and they throw dirt at you and all that and what shit. What ride is this? I, oh, around the world or something. Small in 80 days. World? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, my fuck. I haven't been God. to Disneyland in a long time. And you're time. cutting lines and shit, right? You, you cut right through people. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Go for me. You're walking around like fucking, you know. You're walking around like you're a three-foot dick. You yeah. just walk past people and cut through them. And I people must be that. like, hey, where, what are you doing, right? Are they, are they looking at you? No, like, no, they know. They, they know? know? Yeah, they know? people know. People know that, you know, you pay a little extra. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not no fucking joke. Do you right? know how much it is? Oh, yeah. Can you say? Yeah. How much? 400 an hour. 400 an hour. And there's a minimum for sure. Eight hours. Whoa. No, four hours. Four okay, hours. that's some scratch. But, you know me, my little Jewish skills. Yeah. <laughs> got it cut down in half. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know what? It was the Netflix thing. Yeah. I took that Netflix, the, the first check, and I gave it to my wife. And I go, what do you want to do? And she Look goes, at you. Disneyland. You're, with mercy. Oh, you're the best. So, really. let's go to Disneyland with no concerns. You pay, you go, you're getting fucked in the ass. But I got to be honest with you, when I it, left there. It's a good fucking. I got to be honest with you, I did not feel like I was getting fucked in the you ass. You didn't, yeah. Wow. Because every day you see about these companies that a roller coaster falls. Yeah. Look at yesterday on Carnival Cruise, some fucking white dude bungee. <laughs> and listen, the bungee broke. He's like, ah, I think my leg could move. What the fuck are you doing on a cruise ship? Who goes and on a fucking cruise ship? I, oh, I, I agree. Who the I fuck goes it. on a fucking cruise ship? I hate that. If them. you're thinking about going on a cruise ship, shoot yourself right the fuck now. <laughs> you cannot be that fucking retarded walking around with three fucking thousand people yeah. breathing the same yes, air in a exactly. little fucking room eating that fucking maluk food. food. I, dog, I'd rather, I went on one. Uh, I gotta be, I went on one yeah. fucking yeah, cruise. terrible. But that's because I was 21 and she let me fuck her in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> we took the, the cruise around New York where you go outside New York and you can gamble yeah. and eat and the whole thing. But yeah, bring you back the next morning. Okay, so oh, one that night only. One night only. Yeah, but we did this horse shit. It's like six nights. No, no. And then ev and and they make you sanitize your hands before you go on the buffet because every nasty motherfucker. It's gross. <clears throat> coughing, sneezing, touching, and then then they had an outbreak of some. Yeah, then yeah. quarantine people. Especially it's now, no. Every week there's something disgusting. different. Disgusting. Yeah. Every fucking I week there's cruises. something. And what are you gonna do on, on a fucking <gasps> boat for a nothing, week? Drink, nothing. eat, and drink. Listen, listen, go to Key West. Rent the fucking guy to take you out. Yeah, I would you much rather sharks. vacation yeah. at a location. Right? Four Go hours somewhere. you're back. Go yeah. somewhere yeah. cool. I don't do nothing in groups. Every time those groups <laughs> die, yeah, they die. They <laughs> fucking die. They I don't like groups. Things fly, gondolas right. and shit. But I the carnival oh. cruises are worse. Is that what you did before? He was on a carnival. No, cruise I could just see. <sighs> I could just, it doesn't take shit. a genius to, to let you know. <laughs> no, it's a hotel. Now they take you out, and you're stuck with these fucking people. Yeah, uh, man. You got to walk around. I don't want to play shuffleboard. <laughs> I don't want to bungee, and I don't want to eat that fucking buffet food. Oh, it's the worst. It's yeah. the worst. No, I don't want to be on a cruise. I want to go somewhere. Where I go. First of all, I'm not a vacation type of guy. No. You got me for three days. You got my attention for three days. <laughs> After three days, I start scratching, fucking acting erratically. You know, I gotta get the fuck. That's why Thursday, Friday, Saturday. See you Sunday's later, the Lord's Day. I, I love your Lord's Sunday Day. policy. I love Sunday. Sunday's the and a couple of weeks ago, I broke it. I went down to the store on Monday night on a Sunday mm. night for an all things comedy showcase, uh -huh. and I ate a bag of dicks. As I was driving home, I was laughing. I go, I'm not a Lord's Day type of comic. Me too. Yeah. I Same. knew in 1998 
that Sundays were going to be a problem. And by 2000, I would just let people know. My favorite thing about it, though. I've done that because a, of you, by the way. Yeah, you, I have you a no definitely Sunday set policy. the precedent. But my favorite thing about it is you had the policy before you were really selling I didn't tickets. give a fuck. Yeah, no. That's the fucking baller thing is that you guys don't understand when, once you sell tickets, you can dictate things, you know, and people are like, all right, it's whatever you want to do. Before you were selling tickets, you were like, I just tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, what? I would, I would leave Rogan there. Yeah, you would, right? He told me you left before. I left him two or three times. He wouldn't talk to me for a month. But <laughs> I told you already. I don't work Sunday. He's like, you would just be gone. Papa don't work Sundays. Why? I what agree. Do you mean? Papa don't work Sundays. I don't even answer the, the fucking phone. The last thing you want to do on a Monday, bro, is yeah. take a flight. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm that telling you right now. What, you really want to fuck around? I take know. a flight on a Monday. If you're going to stay till Tuesday to go to a Yankee game or Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday, I get it. Yeah. You know, but... There's it's no depressing. reason to work Sundays. Think about it. What the fuck do you want to do on no, Sundays? I want to be home. I want to, first of all, I don't miss 60 minutes. Yeah. That's my motherfucking show. I have it recorded. I don't, I don't miss it for nobody or nothing, okay? <laughs> I don't miss 60 minutes for nobody. Yeah, what are you them. doing on a Sunday? I imagine you're sitting in your boxers, you smoke a little weed. If I get home from the cooking. road, first of all, I take the fly, first flight out of wherever Always. I am. This guy's Always. 6 a.m. 6 a.m., 5 a.m. I, I get agree. home. They go to church at 9. So if I walk in the door at 9.45, I unload my suitcase, set the sleep apnea machine up, take a shower because that flight's filthy. Filthy. Yeah. The first thing I do, though, because my asshole knows, the compass and your asshole knows when you're away from home. Yeah. So when I'm on the road, I take minimal shits, like eight inches, six inches, little torpedoes. Minimal. <laughs> minimal. When I it's jump in the Uber yeah. at the fucking airport, that's when my asshole starts cumulating three days yes. of what you've been eating. And at the you sent me photos. Before I get really? into the plane, I drink a kombucha. Oh, I sell yeah. it at the airport. Yeah, and yeah. that gets Wait, shit moving. Is that kombucha? Kombucha, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> it gets shit moving in your stomach. On the plane, you the drop quinal. a little turds. Quinal. On the plane, you drop a little... Uh, what do you mean? You're shitting on the plane? Or you... Just those pre-shit farts that are horrific. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. people yeah. start looking around yeah, and swatting like, their necks and shit. Yeah. Like, so I drop a few of those. I get my luggage. By the time I get in the Uber, I tell the guy midway, listen, I got to take a tremendous shit, so get out of this fucking left lane and get into that fucking IHOP, that HOV lane right now. Get on there. I ain't got the time I to fuck hop. around. By the time I'm exiting Laurel Canyon, those pre-farts are coming out. I take the 20 out. I give it to the Uber driver. I fucking run in the house. I go to the back bathroom that has a door. Like it goes into my backyard. Yeah. I have three bathrooms. And that door, that bathroom is priceless. Because I open the door. I sit down. And there's a bong and a pipe. And a table next to me with weed underneath. So I fill up the pipe. And I hit it. And as I cough. The shit slides out like nothing, like no stressing. I'm not going to die like Gigi and the Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. Backed up by turkey pushing. You just caught. And all of a sudden, you just feel those blocks coming out. And then you catch one of those midway ones that's long. You just got to keep coughing. And all of a sudden, you just feel it coming out of your ass. Sometimes I go to, and I don't put my ball sack in the thing. You so don't? I shit high. You put your balls out of the toilet? Yeah, I don't never. I don't want. You gotta respect your wife. What do you mean? Why? What do you mean you don't put your balls? I don't put do my they, balls behind the toilet. That's disgusting. Why? Because that's how dip you get, in the shit. Yeah, next thing you know, you're sucking my balls and your teeth fall out. Uh, I don't put my. 
I don't put my nutsack in That's the toilet. That's courteous. I pick them up with toilet paper and yeah. put it on my nutsack so I can rest. So my shit goes up higher, so it's got more room to go down like a missile. Yeah. And then when I get up, I piss on it. And then the, the piss <laughs> throws it down the hill. The log just goes in. And then I wipe, I throw it on top of that, and I flush, I wash my hands, and I'm ready. Now, <laughs> I empty the suitcase, I set up Shower. the sleep apnea machine, I staple all the receipts, now, hold the on, plane back tickets. hold on, back it up, back, back it up. I can't imagine that your cleanup is easy. Do you have a washlet, a bidet? I have a bidet, too. The okay. bidet and goes in. And you fire that up? Huh? You fire that up? Right the you, fuck up. Isn't that the yeah. best when you've been on the road and you're smashing... Wiping with dry paper. Oh, it's, so it's hard. It's hard. And then I love I love Tushy. I know. Oh, I love it. I fucking press that thing. I got the hot water. Oh, I sprinkles your run. ass. Oh. You sit there. You go into one of those little fag <laughs> trances. <laughs> when they snort those poppers, you ever see that dude from <laughs> KTLA? Yes, I know what you're talking about. The dude from KTLA. The one I don't that know that. Chris Burroughs. They tried to hide his debt. Yeah. KTLA oh, yeah. was a real sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. But they found him in a hotel. He died, yeah. Yeah, they put oh. two meth rocks up his ass. He had a mask oh. on with no fucking eyeballs. And he yeah. had two poppers in his nose. The guys were oh. fist fanging him. Oh. You know the guy was fisting him in the fucking ass. Oh. Jesus, man. Jesus Christ. At least use cocaine and numb the rim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You right. stick your finger up my ass with speed. <laughs> no. At least put some Novocaine. Even something. the dentist gives you something, right? Gosh, you know what makes He was me a laugh. real savage. This yeah, guy. this guy was a savage. When, he uh, met Joey. him on Tinder, the, the Tinkler. The, you know, tinkler. tinkler. What's the one where you meet gay people? <laughs> Grinder. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know what makes me laugh so Tinkler. much about you and Tommy and I say it together all the time is when you talk about this is the there's no more real. Yeah. Real. Oh, yeah. He says there's no real fags left. <laughs> no, there's no real nothing left. <laughs> this morning I woke up to taking care of business. Remember that song by BTO? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's when white people were white people. Yeah. When they took care of business. They didn't care about nothing. That came out like in 75. <laughs> It was just dirty white people taking care of business. <laughs> my my daughter hears it. She's like taking care of biscuits. I'm like, it's not biscuits. It's business, bitch. You gotta take care of business. That's when white people were white people. Yeah, that's yeah. what you took care of. You yeah. took care of fucking business. Now it's not like that anymore. No, everybody's looking around. Save the whales who molested <laughs> me. I gotta talk to fucking. Uh, with the, the, the what with the fucking little fag from the New York Times <laughs> ratting on people. What do you give a fuck? Take care of your own fucking family. Your father fucked his daughter. Meanwhile, you're ratting on people. What's your take on MJ, Michael Jackson? Yeah. You think he did that stuff? The Never Neverland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first album I bought when I came from Cuba was Michael Jackson, ABC. Yeah. I love Michael Jackson with all my heart. I love what the Jackson 5 did. I still remember the last album, Moving Violation, when Jermaine left and the whole, I mean, I lived through all that shit. Yeah. I watched both episodes with an open mind. And most people, most Americans, most people who watch that are like, well, it was the parents' fault. Well, again, we got, have you ever worked on a kid's show? Um, animated. Have you ever worked on a kid's show, mm -hmm. like a Disney show? No. I didn't know what Hollywood was about till I worked at Disney show. It's not about the kids. It's about the moms. Oh. Okay. So the moms show up. They got the kids. The kids are acting. You look at the moms at rehearsal Tuesday, Wednesday at the table read, the whole thing, blocking on Thursday. On shoot day, Christine's got to look at these fucking moms. <laughs> 
yeah. cleavage is out. Really? Mini skirt. The ring is turned around. Really? The tits are out there. He made up, blown uh, out. Everybody wants to be Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And you're looking at them, and they're living their life through their children. Ah. Uh, you know, I would talk to the moms, and they would go, oh, we live in Weehawken because our kid was doing a play in New York. And I go, where do you usually live? And she said, we're from Kentucky. And I'm like, where's your husband? He's at home working. We're out here living in Burbank in a studio apartment trying to get roles, you know? And it was really like, it really showed me, like, what makes a woman? I could see your kid, but now you're pushing it. It's they gross. Were like, they were like Pistol Pete's father. Pistol Pete Maravich would beat him if they lost. Yeah. Like that. <clears throat> now we're talking about Never Never Land. When I, got, <laughs> when I did the longest yard, I got caught up. When, when it's very tough not to. Caught up with, it's, with like the it's, Hollywood it's thing? It's very tough when you say cut and everybody's laughing and you do the same thing six times and people laugh and people blow smoke up your ass. When this movie comes out, you're going to blow up. You know, you buy it. At one time in this career, you bought it. Mm-hmm. And at one time, you bought it. And then it's gone away. You see it yeah. for what it is that they're all a bunch of motherfuckers. You yeah. know, when, when you watch the Elvis documentary, he says it. His own father. He said, when we realized he was damaged goods, our role, our role, our job was just to put him out there until he died. Yeah. The captain, whatever the colonel said, yes, about his own fucking, you know, we're pieces of meat. We're irreplaceable. In six years, a new Tom Segura shows up in Montreal. Yeah. And now nobody's returning your calls. That's, but we get caught up. When you watch the documentary, A, I do believe both those boys. Yeah, I do. B, I feel bad for the parents because they were just taken. Think if we're in the business and we got taken. Think about it. What would you feel like? What would you feel like right now if fucking, I don't even know who's a megastar like that anymore, took interest in your child and said your child had talent and we're going to take him to the top. And I got a rehearsal studio right down the corner, drop him off every day at three. You're going to come for a few days. I know, but knowing what we know about this business, like I, I would never put my children into show business. Like, who wants to have their kid working when they're four or five years old? It's not cool. I don't want that line. It's terrible. Taken to my child. I don't want it. They can't see it. They can't see it. But when you're from some, but they weren't. These people were from California. No, one was from Australia. Simi Valley, and the other ones were from California. Yeah, correct. But still. Michael Jackson coming to your house and see me vow. Crazy. You got to remember, he bought her a house. He loaned the money for a house. And then he told her it was a gift. They didn't want the money back. There's so many different variables. I'm not mad at the parents. It happens to us as entertainers. When we come here and they give us a show, we actually buy, you know, how many people have we seen come and go from this town? Oh, my God. Yeah. Who do you think they left here with a sober mind? Like, everything is fine. No. Yeah. They left here with a smack to their fucking face. Yeah. How many chicks really did come here and blow nasty guys and didn't get anything? I, I, I could think of 10 of them that sucked my dick. <laughs> and then I'd hear them, well, oh, I'll get you a spot at the fucking comedy store. And next yeah. thing you know, they're chugging on your helmet God. behind the comedy you store. Know, for I wish that that reminds of me of this topic we just had. Remember that that executive at what studio? And he was promising. Oh, yeah, Warner Brothers. 
Yeah. And he was promising these girls like, hey, if you fuck me, I'm going to give you roles and this and that. And he never followed through. And we were like, that's so cruel. Like, you're a multimillionaire. You don't need to spit that game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have just gotten your dick sucked just by being rich. But if you're that vulnerable. Yeah. If you, you know, I went to a Vantage Topic acting studio. It's a great place. But after a couple scenes, and then they find out you're a stand-up, I had these girls showing up at the store. Like, oh, my God, you're so great. You have an agent. They'd never seen that. Right, These right. are college girls that watch Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And think that they could accomplish it. They love Reese Witherspoon, whatever. I could do what Reese does. I'm the most popular girl in my high school. <laughs> yeah. And they come out here, yeah, and you're up serious. against all the popular girls in the high Well, and, and Reese Witherspoon's been in acting since she was a baby. Since so she's you a baby. Yeah. So these people yeah. forget that. And they come out here, and they get caught up, and agents. And, and I can't tell you how many... I can name like four times where a woman looked me in the eye and said to me, I'll do anything to get an agent. If you get me with your agent, I'll do one. Oh, and this is when I was God. like with fucking low-level studio. Yeah, what do you call them? Boutique agents. Boutique? Yeah. Boutique agents. <laughs> That's what yes. they call them. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, I'll do really? anything. And I would go, anything? <laughs> anything? Oh, my God. I really want to be an actress. Ever since I saw the Hollywood sign, you know, they don't even have the right reasons. They don't even know why they're doing it. Right. They just think that they're going to go from zero to five. How many fucking dicks did Marilyn Monroe suck? Oh, yeah. They ran a train on Marilyn Monroe. God, I wish I would have done that. They ran a fucking train on Marilyn Monroe. They fucked her. They fucked her to death. Yeah. And then shot her with something, so she would shut the fuck up. She shot. She fucked so many people. They killed her. Yeah. Just to listen, you can't. You can't. can't Harvey must have seen her titties when he was like three. Everybody fucked this shit out of Marilyn. They were passing her around, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the way I mean, to the press, man. The this press, is, the press was yeah. fucking. This she was been... mentally ill. She was very no mentally shit. ill too. Yeah. <laughs> no like shit. Orphan. Those are the ones they yeah, want. Yeah, they don't yeah, want yeah. the ones that are five beta cappers. Right. <laughs> You're not gonna put it over on them. Right. Yeah. Right. They want the girls that are go to. You ever go to? You ever go to? You ever do a TV show or a movie, and you go to the party, and you just you don't even really want to fucking be there. Yeah. And you see people from the movie, and you wave at them, but then these. These other 60 women that are there, they're black, they're white, they're Chinese, they got afros, they got tight suits on. <laughs> and at one point in the night, the hors d'oeuvre comes by and just look at them and go, I don't remember you from the movie. And I'm Joey. And they'll go, I wasn't in the movie. I'm just here because my friend, you're the other suck dick. Yeah. When people tell me, I'm there to support Tom, you're here to suck dick. You're here to <laughs> suck a dick in one form or another. You, right. you have a showcase in the old days. If you had a showcase at the comedy store, sure. they put an asterisk next to your name. Yeah, and comics would just go down there to see who had an asterisk, and they would wait till you were talking to somebody. Yes. Then they come over and crack a joke. Let me tell you, what, and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, because they knew you had a showcase. They never trying to talk to whoever. You know, we will. We wouldn't. We had. We are instinctively whores when we first move here. Yeah. It's not our fault. We're just whores. Not literally whores sucking dick, but we would do and put up with things we wouldn't usually put up with. Hey, you're going up 12th, you know, but it's 9 o'clock. You're going to be up about midnight, shit like that, and we buy into it. There's one day that you wake up and go, this is not going to happen no more. Right. And for me, it was an Arby's commercial. 
I did a Hardee's. Uh-huh. What's yeah. the other side of Hardee's? Hardee's. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. I did three commercials in three weeks in a row, three nationals, and I was clean and sober from Coke. And when I got clean, I remember saying to myself, you know what? Before I was a fucking comic, I was a man bit-slapping people. Enough with that dumb Hollywood game. If you got it coming to you now, I'm going to give it to you. And I remember having that frame thought and getting the Hardee's commercial and going down to Long Beach. The call was midnight, and I play a mobster with this other guy, and they put us in an SUV, and we had to pull up to shoot a guy. But when we got there, the guy was eating a chicken parmesan sandwich, and there was sauce on this thing. So he was passed out, and we thought somebody got to him first. <laughs> so we get there, blah, 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 blah. Before I got the commercial, they're like, you're working with, you know, Antonio Angelini. This tremendous director, you know, he gets there with the assistant next to him. He's got the Pepe Le Pew hat, the shirt rolled up so you can <laughs> see his tattoo. Yeah, yeah. You know, my, my new philosophy is if I could tell you the director, I don't want to be in the movie. Yeah. Right. If you got that director garb on yeah, you with I the, fucking agree. the Clint Eastwood Bullshit. hat and all that yeah, shit, yeah, I'm done it. with you. Yeah. I heard that, man. If you got the costume on, I don't yeah, want to work with you. Fucking douchebag. I don't want to work with so you. So what happens on this? Oh my God, Tom Segura, I'm off the powder. I'm just on reefer and I'm a fucking savage. I get and they dress us up in these mafia outfits. <sighs> they put lights inside the car. So when they would disconnect, they put the lights on, they must have disconnected the brake. So our job was to drive like 30 yards, stop, Slam the door and walk towards the car. Every time I'd slam the door, the car kept rolling. And they would say, cut. And the guy would go, what the hell's going on? Put the brakes on. And I'm like, I put the brakes on. The brakes aren't on. I'm sorry. Let's do it again. And again, da 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 And I put the emergency on. I get out and the fucking car's rolling. This happened like two or three times. And the director kept saying, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you two, but somebody better figure it out. And finally, the guys went in there and tried to fix it. And again, I put it on. And the guy goes, you're not pulling it hard enough, you fucking dummy. Oh, hell no. And dog, I turned around. It was about two in the morning. And I go, what'd you say, motherfucker? <laughs> and he just froze, Tom. Hell yeah. And I walked towards him. I go, what'd you say, motherfucker? I'm like, listen, I'm not one of your punk white fucking friends here. I'll knock you the fuck out right now. He <laughs> ran from me, the assistant, and the PA took him and ran him into his trailer, and he closed himself in there. And I walked to the trailer. I banged on the door. I go, you're not getting away with this one, bitch. I go, come out here and talk to me like a man. He goes, I'm on the phone with, with the whatever. We're replacing you. I go, it's 2 in the morning, you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. You're never going to replace me at 2 in the morning. Come out here like a man. Then the AD came out. He said, walk away from the door. I go, and then the first AD came out and go, I'm calling the police. I go, call the police. Call the police. What are you going to do? Nothing happened here. It's just two men trying to talk. I go, come out of the fucking trailer and be a man. Then his little faggy assistant came out with the feather in her hat. And then he finally opened the door. And he goes, nobody has ever spoken to me like that. I go, and that's what your problem is. We all put That's our right. pants. We all put our pants on one leg That's at a time. Right. You respect Hilarious. me, and I fucking respect you. That's what men do. But they've blown your the smoke up your ass, and the assistant, and all his people were there. And I'm going, you gotta act like a fucking man. 
Okay, you don't talk to people that way. Yeah, bro. You talk to people like a fucking man. Where I come from, you get hit, and that's it. Let's finish this fucking commercial. Let's go. And I turned around. The guy followed me very meekly. We did like eight takes, and he cut me. You can go home now. And I walked away, and I walked up and put my hand out. And he was still a cunt. He, he, you know, faggily put his hand out. And I go, you got to act like a man, dog. Okay? You got to be a man. Yeah. Forget this director shit. And as I got to the car, his assistant came up to me. And she goes, thank you very much. Mm. Sometimes people forget what our main job is to be human beings. Thank you. And she goes, I'm happy you did that. I'm very happy you did that. You scared him to death. I fucking told him. I was banging on the trailer. Go, Come out here like a man. No fighting. This is about two men talking. Yeah. Come out here, but you don't call me a fucking dummy bitch. No. Don't even ever say that to somebody on a set. You don't pay us enough. Yeah. And, you know, he worked with me. Like like I said, it took one more hour. After. He, was, he was saying, we're going to work all night. Yeah. So sit, just do the fucking cuts. Just do the three. Enough. I'm yeah. not going to sit here all night and do fucking takes. Oh, you know, like when I did worst. Go Daddy, they made me throw the pizza up a thousand times until I said, that's it. No more. If you didn't get it by now, go back to USD fucking acting school and get a camera again. And they all looked yeah. at me and I fucking went and sat down. That's it. Enough with this bullshit. You want to kill four hours, me throwing a pizza oh. up in the air. Go Using fuck shots you're never going to use. Yeah, Making no. us film shit, you're never going to And then you see the thing that's you moving and yeah. you're like, I was there for six fucking hours. I know. For what? So ever I since- tell you, this business is so wasteful. This is the only business where everything is done last minute and they waste a tremendous amount of money. It's just gone it down the fucking wasteful. toilet. Oh, we we got it. We need a llama for this thing tomorrow. Let's spend 50 grand. Let's find the Wrangler. Let's change the set. You know, when you're working on various projects, right? They don't have a call time for you until last fucking minute. It's so disrespectful. Fly him in and then it's like, god. And you're then wasting they go, money. We're going to you're working it all day tomorrow. Okay. And then you get through like, yeah, actually you're not going to work today. You're like, what? Yeah, I fucking gonna flew. Work. We decided we moved some things around, and we're gonna. We found this. We're gonna, we want to do this shot. We got, but we got to bring in this special light, and it's like forty five grand to use it. And you're like, yeah, it is very like just impulsive and last and, minute. Yeah. We got to do this thing. Like, oh, okay, you don't. Do you don't waste a lot. Of you time. don't fucking think about that in advance. Nothing no. bothers me more than that shit. Yeah. Oh, how do you feel? By the way, this is totally off top, but we've been having this debate about she. She taught our son, who's three years old to say, I have to take a dump. And I'm like, come on, now he's gonna say it, teachers. Look at the smile on his face. No, it's he funny. I think it's it. funny. It's funny, it, I think it's funny too. But I also <clears throat> think about like people being like, what? You know, like adults treating him differently because he's speaking crass. Well, right. here's the deal, guys, yeah. plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. You know why I got a potty mouth? Why? Because after three, they thought it was cute. They yeah. really thought it was cute. But what this is, it's irrevocable. What's that word? Irro- irre- irrevocable? irrevocable. You can't turn it back. Yeah. So but once he goes down that path, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I didn't teach him shit, that. I'm not dump. teaching him that. I tell Mercy, that, like when she takes a shower and she comes out, I go, "Did you wash your monkey?" <laughs> and she'll look at me. I go, "Did you wash your muffins?" She'll say, "Yes, Daddy," and she knows. Right. I don't think she goes to school and says, "Hey, I washed my monkey." Yet, you know what I'm saying? So I'm no fucking angel either. Yeah. But I, I don't curse around her. No, yeah. well, listen, that's where I draw the line. I, we don't drop F-bombs. I don't say shit or go fuck yourself. Nothing like that. 
but I feel like dump is permissible. It's not really a bad word. It's it's crass. As my daughter would call it, she's she's saying potty words, Dad. Potty words. She yeah. she calls me, says potty words. I'm like, what type of words? You know, she won't say them. She's she heard me. I slip with a shit from time to time. Of course, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah. But nothing else like that. Yeah. Nothing. Now I bet with your <clears throat> history of being an animal and the coke days, you've been with some real fucking animals yourself. Chicks that are real fucking questionable, right? There's definitely been some. But I want to show you this clip of this chick and tell me if she could get it back in Joey Diaz's crazy days. <laughs> Go ahead. It's on an airplane. Ah! Ugh. Ugh. She's licking the, the Ugh, toilet seat on the airplane. Nasty bitch. <laughs> it, made, it made Joey blush. <laughs> I mean, you could tell by her eyes that if just chick suck your dick, she wouldn't leave you alone. Like, you're dying. She's yeah. a stalker. Yeah. Look at her. Look yeah. at her. Everybody yeah. molested her. Like, yeah. Everybody. The As teachers, her father, the neighbor. Yeah. Look at her. Look at her eyes. She's got crazy eyes. She Everybody molested her. She got Everybody. Everybody she bumped into did something to this girl. A finger in her ass. They threw holy water on her. They did everything they could. Look at her. She's fucking retarded. I'm just... How the fuck are you going to lick a fucking toilet seat? What the fuck on is wrong On a plane. With, on a plane. Uh, oh, man. That, she'd be fun because you could just tell, listen, stick your tongue up my ass. Yeah. And tongue it. I'm gonna jerk off on your hair. Yeah, and you're all in. And she'd be like, "All right, all right, yeah, yeah that's a good." Thing. Well, that's the that's what's the benefit about her. But, She's but, down for anything. But this filthy animal licks your tongue. You're gonna have an itchy asshole uh, for two years. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to go to the doctor. And they're gonna put you in stirrups like they do to women <laughs> and open deep and put like like, like a hat with a camera uh, and put cornstarch powder in your ass because you got rashes and shit. She's so nasty. <laughs> that's a nasty bitch. Take yeah. that off. Will you? I'd rather see a woman eat shit or something like that than lick a fucking. That is nasty. Seat. That's one of the nastiest things I've yeah, seen. Yeah, that is. Bro. Nasty. I've never been with animals like that. I, I just dial nine one one. I throw them out or give them a lethal lethal dose or something. And shut them the fuck up for an hour. I mean, isn't that one of the grossest things you've seen? I, you know, we've seen a lot of shit on the show. That has to be like top worst. Yeah, and by That's the way, bad. I respect her. I think she's. Cool. What I is that a respect? Yeah, I don't know. what are you respecting, bro? <laughs> I just like that's who fucking the owner of New England should have fucked. You see a yeah, girl yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. You give her ten thousand, she's gotta be retarded, something. <laughs> something something in her family's autistic. Something's going on. <laughs> you give her thirty grand and you tell her, listen, after I fuck you, I'm gonna kill you. Just I'll cut a check to your family, they'll drop you off on the one seventy. You'll never find anybody. That's what you do with chicks like that. Yeah. Somebody in her family's dying from something. Yeah. All right, listen. You give her the cash, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Look cash. what he's going through yeah. for yeah. fucking some immigrant yeah. that's yeah. got no paperwork for getting a rusty yeah. hand job from a yeah. chick with dry hands in fucking Jupiter, Florida. <laughs> some fucking chin-chin with dry hands in <laughs> Jupiter, Florida. You were going to hand job by a family with dry hands? <laughs> it ain't that nice, you know what I'm saying? It ain't that type of party. <laughs> Fucking oh those God. little fucking human trafficking hands. They've been scratching at ships and fucking <laughs> scratching at ships. <laughs> I don't want to go. You're like that dude in the apocalypse now. Remember when they landed? I'm going to throw up. Remember when they landed with the helicopter and the guy's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go. There. Oh, they just come into your house over there in Chinaville and they pull you out. <laughs> 
You got your fingers in the dirt. They're pulling you by your legs. You're like the fag in fucking Narcos, the second season, yeah. when they buried them and they yeah. ripped them in half with the motorcycle. Yeah. The two fags were making yeah. out, swapping oh. spit. Oh, I mean, they hit him in the head with the bottle and they fucking tore his arm apart. Jesus Christ. You guys are fucking crazy. Who gives a fuck? Uh, I'm Listen, who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. I'm 56. What am I going to do? Take my career again? One question, though. What is she Jesus. trying to show? How nasty she is. She's just nasty. She's like, I, I'm it's gross. like sec- that she's yeah. a filthy it says, it says, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Sexually nasty or just nasty? No, she's just Look nasty. Says. That's her own quote there. Right, because she's it gross. Says, it says, if you're listening, it says, she captioned licking the airplane toilet because I'm gross like that. <laughs> like so, yeah, she yeah, put it out she there. she's nasty as hell. How's the flying Jew, by the way? Uh. Let me tell you something. I would, I would have her suck my asshole while I stuck uh. my fungi toe in her pussy because it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm saying? After that, her pussy would look like a, like it just like a fucking. I just uh, put my whole Fred Flintstone foot uh, into a pussy like a cannon. It. Got it like a like uh, George Washington shot it with a cannon. Uh, are your feet nasty? Like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Not that I do. You know, I get the I put cream on my feet and shit, but I got a fungi toenail. The toenails are tough. And once I got to buff starts. it down. I love buffing it. Like once. Yeah. I do it on the road. I do it in their hotel yeah. room. I got the whole kit. <laughs> I got the zzzz yeah. with the fucking grater. And you yeah, see yeah. the dust just go flying. Oh, yeah. I save it and I put it together into a circle like a little volcano and I oh. smell it. Sometimes, ah! sometimes I put it in a baggie and save it and sprinkle it in somebody's fucking house. Or something. Ah! That little fungi fucking oh, toe dust. You're so nasty, Joey Diaz. You have to do shit. I cut the nails, and then you got to go under the nail and take the fungi out. Yeah. Because oh, the nail, the yeah. fungi grows under the nail. So I got to cut it and then scrape it. Ooh. And it comes out. I do it I'm on this. I do it Thanks on for like asking a, that. I do it like on a black piece of paper. And then I scrape it all up. You travel come. with a black piece of paper oh, yeah, and yeah. the I tra- shredder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen to me. I got like an eight ball of toe dust now uh, with toenails. What do you do with that shit? Wife. I just look at it for a little while. And then I rub <laughs> it and I, I smell it. And then I fucking throw it away. And I oh, I'm going to fucking puke. I'm going to throw up, dude. I got the machine that you buff the nail. Yeah. And then the powder falls all okay, over my other toes. Okay, moving along. Anyway. Does your wife see you do this shit? No. No, you keep it from her. Yeah, yeah that's no. nice of you. Yeah. I want, you know, I want to, I'm so curious. I've never met your wife. My wife is a dynamite. She's I just want to see the opposite. who's married to Joey She's Diaz. the opposite of me completely. Well, Southern. actually, she was on Leanne Kreischer's podcast, yeah. Wife of she the was? Party. So yeah, if you yeah. want to know about her, yeah, she's yeah. on a recent Wait, episode. Wait, she was on Leanne's podcast? Yes. Wife of the Party. Yeah, you can hear yeah, yeah, what yeah, it's yes. like to be married to Joey Diaz. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool as shit, my wife. I like my wife. I'm probably like, I don't like their wife. I like my wife. Yeah, you should like her. I have mine. a nice relationship with Mine's, my wife. Eh, but ah, she's cool as shit. <laughs> I live in so a pe- ungrateful. I live in a really Jesus peaceful Christ. fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very rare where I came from. Every yeah. house in the neighborhood, you had yelling and screaming and arguments and people walking in at two in the morning. My house is very. Same way. I don't I, want any fucking drama. No I chaos, dr- I, dude. For I years, I dreamt of how I wanted to live, and now I'm living that that way. That's it's awesome. Peaceful. Yeah. I know my schedule. I go out Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Friday, good. Friday night's date night. Okay. I gotta get her out. She's got to talk to some adults. Yeah. I take her for Cuban food in Silver Lake. Okay. We stop at a Starbucks. We're home by nine thirty ten. Yeah, right. you know we always do early dates. We try too. to go somewhere like some restaurant 
some different. We went to the Italian joint, got the meatball two weeks ago. Okay. So every Friday we do something. Saturdays you got to do some comedy somewhere. Yeah. You know, you do a nine fifteen at the store. Maybe jump on the belly room. Yeah. And then you split. We do that. And yeah. In the same way, I'm uh, home. Twenty years. In bed by. What 10. do you want to talk about? Nah. Well, you call me. <laughs> Just call me. Well, I'm gonna sit down there and talk. It's very nice to go down there and see people. Like on Tuesday nights when I'm driving down there, I'm very excited to go down there and watch Christine's act. Yep. You know, I like to go down there, get high before I leave the house. And by the time I get down there, I'm really tuned up. I get a water and I sit in those back chairs. And I try to watch the four acts before me with nobody bothering me. Just to see That's what nice. you're up to. Bert Kreischer, last week was Marin, Ali Wong, and then me. I get to see. So you'll watch different acts. Delia. Yeah, because. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to watch on TV. I no. really don't want to watch it. Can I tell you something? I've known you for so long, and you look amazing right now. Thank you. I'm I don't know. Very hard. What are you doing? Because you look, doesn't he look healthy? He works out. out there. You look great. Jiu-jitsu. He's doing the, his boxing. The biggest thing I learned from Rogan in the last 10 years was the episode he had about the guy about sleep. Uh, that I was thinking about that episode yesterday. I was. That episode yeah. changed my life, and that book changed my life. What is it so people okay. can get it? I'm on a, uh, What's the book? Sleeping While We Sleep. Something weird. I learned a lot from when I had the sleep apnea, but now I've taken it up to a level. I got the same problem Tom has. You get home at 11 o'clock from the comedy store, you eat an apple. You eat a banana, you try to unwind. You're not just going to go in and kick your shoes off and lay down after yeah. two spots at the store. Yeah, no. I know. You go down, you get on the computer, look at Twitter, thank them for coming to the store. You look at your, I did good tonight. I got to change this joke around. <clears throat> and then you have that low. And I'm the type of guy, if I go in the living room and Man on Fire is on, yeah. that's it. I get up, I get the fucking cold cuts out. Yeah. I get a Coke Zero. And I watch the fucking movie. I go during commercials where I'll stop it. I'll go hit the bong and the thing. And now it's 10 to 2. Yeah. And now at 2 o'clock, guess what's coming out? Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, that's my favorite. So now I got to sit here and watch this fucking thing. Because yeah. how am I going to go to sleep? How, who the fuck am I to go lay down while fucking Jackie Gleason's on? So funny. Who died and left me bored? So yeah. The other night I was going, not the other night, I was on the road and Splash was on it too. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. John Candy's so, best. Yeah. John Candy was just brilliant. And that. on the road, yeah. I will watch it till like four. Well, on the road. <laughs> that's different. See, I love, yeah. I love Flying in Thursday. Yeah. yeah. And then doing that show Friday. And then that Friday, you just tell people, like, people are like, what are you doing tomorrow? Nah. Do you want to do lunch? Look, listen, go away. <laughs> I don't want to do nothing. I'll call you when I wake up because I'm going to go back and I'm going to have a film festival. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got a little bit of food. I, got, I get those protein bars uh -huh. and I put them in my sacks with those protein milkshakes. I put them in my sack. And that's the only night that I go off the reservation. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get so fucking high. Like, I don't do the vapor pens at home. I only bring them on the road. So when I go on the road with them, I get high in my room. You know, sometimes, whatever. But when I'm home, Jack, there's no 1030 fucking main room shows in my world. None of that shit, because that starts at 11. The next thing you know, I'm walking to my house at 1215. Mm -hmm. That means two. No. Yeah. And in my house... You wake up at six fifteen, whether you like it or not, Monday Same. through Friday. Yeah, yeah. So in our position, we got to get eight 
Me, if I could do 7, 11.30, 12 to 7, sometimes I'll sleep till 7, get up, jump in the shower, have a cup of coffee, talk with her for 15, 20 minutes, and then maybe they go to school and I write for an hour and then I go to kickboxing at night. I do that shit early to get it out of the way, you know. But the sleep has been the sleep main one. Sleep is so huge. Sleep is fucking huge. If you're dieting and you're not sleeping, you're not losing weight. If you're lifting weights and you're not sleeping, you're not fucking retearing it back up. So if anything, I blame it on sleep. Yeah, that, that episode, by the way, I don't know what it is, but if you guys, if you just Google Joe Rogan's sleep expert, this guy, in the, in the first few minutes of that episode, that guy has you re like thinking about, is it episode 1109? That's what it is, yeah. It's JRE1109. I forget. I don't know what the guy's name. He's a sleep expert and a neuroscientist. Man, that, that dude, in the first few minutes, he starts explaining what happens to your brain and Very your body important. without having great sleep. Um, and I didn't sleep for 30, you know, for 27. Shit, I really? Did, for 27, I did blow. Wow. Oh. What Our happened? own uh, Chris, who's working here, um, that was his professor in school. Was it really? Yeah, that was definitely my professor in school. What's the name What's of the his book? Name? Uh, Matt Walker. Okay. Matt. What's the name of the book? Do you know the name of the book? What is the name of the book? I didn't catch that. Um, the thing of sleep. If you look uh, up Matt Walker. Of sleep or something. Yeah. So I got to watch everything because if I drink too much water, then I'm up and down peeing all Yeah, night. me too. That's a big problem. So that's the big thing. So now if I go to bed at 1130. Why we sleep? While Why we, we sleep? sleep. While we sleep. Okay. I could sleep till 6. Mm. So I pee and then I don't have nothing going through That's my lucky. mind. That's lucky. It's good. I go back, close my eyes, and I try to get one more out. The last two nights I've slept so well. I yeah, feel different. Too. You have to. That's that's. You know, you could eat well, you could do everything, but if you don't ask, remember when I first started the podcast? I was doing it at six a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. know. I was telling Tom that <coughs> one time you go, Christine, you want to be on my show? I'm gonna call you at six a.m. I was mm. like, uh. <laughs> I don't wake up at 6 a.m., bro. 4.45, I was getting up. So this no. is what I was doing then. I was getting up at 4.45 Monday, 4.45 Wednesday, 4 on Thursday to fly out, and then Friday radio. Dude, and what time were you going to bed usually? I did, you know, no whatever. No restraint. Ones, twos. What? Netflix, documentaries, this, that. You know, YouTube concerts. Now everything gets shut down. But why were you waking up so early if you didn't have to? Because did, did have I, I read the Howard Stern book years ago, and he said that when he did radio, he always wanted to get to you first. Right. That's the reason why he did morning radio was to get to you first. I was trying to build a podcast, so oh. I wanted to get to you first. Oh, that's interesting. That I never was thought the of reason that. why I was doing that for so long. I wanted to get to you first. It lasted about two years we did it. I couldn't believe it. Morning. I couldn't oh believe God. it. I did it once. I called in. You were like, yeah. I'll call you at six. I was like, and it was like, and it was, And then I started thinking about it, and it was too much like morning radio. Yeah. What I was trying to avoid, I had become. So now, like, I consider a podcast a wiretap. A podcast should be a wiretap. I see all these people wasting valuable time on a fucking podcast, and I go, they play games, they do this, they call, just talk. People just want to hear a wiretap. That's all we are. What we would say behind closed doors. Is what yeah, they want to hear. For sure. That's yeah. what they want to hear. You know, yeah. they don't want to hear, if you edit me out, oh, he, he said chin chin, or he said <laughs> this. That's not what they want to fucking hear. 
<laughs> they want to hear the wiretap. Yeah. They want to hear a fucking wiretap. For sure. A yeah. conversation between two fucking guys or a woman or what we would talk about. You yeah, know? it's true. It's pretty fucking Now, by the way, do you have any interest? Do you kind of just watch from the sidelines how things are starting to gear up for 2020 elections and all these people are coming into the mix like different people are announcing that they're going to right now the pool i don't know if you've seen the democratic pool it is There's like me. it's um it's it's huge right i every, know a lot of every chicks day they're announcing like all these you know different senators and former governors congress people but there's there's other people that are announcing that they're going to run for president too like um i don't know if you've seen this guy right here He's he just announced. Hi everyone, this is Michael Arthur Taylor Jr. I am a retiree. I am running for president of the United States. Good. For <laughs> fucking Brody hung himself. This guy's still fucking walking around telling people. This is the problem we have. Poor Brody, rest his soul, and this guy wants to run for president. This guy can't get to the fucking store without falling down two times. And he wants to run for president. And the fact that somebody taped him and let it, this fucking moron get the platform. Like if this guy called you up and said, come over. I want you to tape me. I'm going to run for president. Yeah, I'll be there in two hours. I'd send the mental health people over there. Like, listen, go over there and just bandage him up. He's talking about killing themselves and taking out a fucking Ralph's. Right. And then somebody had to upload this to YouTube. Also. Yeah, yeah, like all this Some shit. Some asshole helped yeah. him do that. Listen, you know what the thing is? Fucking like, assholes. When I came from Cuba, I looked at the presidents. You know, you had your Nixons. You had your, you had your fucking, uh, you know, I can't even remember. You had bro. Ford. You had Ronald Reagan. Reagan. You had Ford. Yeah. All of them looked like presidents. Yeah. And then Clinton came along and he got his dick sucked and something <laughs> happened. And not that nobody else got their dick sucked. Yeah. He came along and it became something else. Bush didn't have it. I think Bush had it, but he didn't. Then the son, he definitely didn't fucking have it. We don't have presidents anymore. We got a bunch of jokesters. Yeah, the no, nobody in the pool is exciting. Nobody's exciting, but no. nobody has a presence. Yeah, Joe Biden has a presence, but he's two thousand years old. He's, <laughs> yeah, you know, what's a, you you hit him with a challenge. You know, the Koreans are coming. They'll yeah. fucking die. You know what I'm saying? That guy never yeah, even had yeah. Korean food. You, you know what I'm saying? He's never been to Korea town, that yeah. poor bastard. So these guys, you know, I need a 55-year-old that's strong, tough, barrel, yeah. Yeah. handsome, he'd come across. I like know? a military guy. I yeah. kind of like John McCain Oh, like now, a big throwback back. to like a, or like if a Mattis actually ran, you know, the guy, uh, General Mattis. Yeah. Who was I like guy that. like that who's like, we haven't had a general in a while. I think that'd that's be That's what fun. I like. Uh, you know who I wanted? The man's man. There was only, I don't vote. I'm a felon. Yeah, and I don't That's right, vote, I but there was only one motherfucker I would have ever voted for. His name was Russ Perot. Mm. Oh yeah, I would have voted. I remember Here's Ross. why we got a little. Here's read, why we have a debt. I read I like his Ross. book when I was in prison, and I was never more impressed. When you really? read his book on Wings of Eagles, it is one. If you really, really, really are an American, mm -hmm. if you really believe that we should fuck motherfuckers up yeah. when they slip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's him. Fuck motherfuckers up. Yeah. Like Perot was our guy. Perot's oh. claim to fame was he owned this company. I don't know what they right. did. I remember. And his, his people got kidnapped in the Iran-Iraq situation or something. Mm -hmm. Correct me, I'm not a fucking historian. Yeah. And I read this book in 88. But he went to Kissinger 
And he went to all the heads of state, and they said they really couldn't help him. And he said, okay. And he went to the people's families, and he goes, I'm going to have your family back by Christmas Day. And he went, and he searched for the highest-ranking retired fucking killer that the military ever had. Like, he paid like $10 million. Give me the fucking codes. I want somebody who's killed a thousand Jacks, <laughs> Vietnamese. He's killed everybody, Cubans. Yeah. I want a guy with no conscience. And he took that guy that was played by in the movie, because they did a movie about it. He was played by a tough white dude to train his employees. So think if you're an IT guy, like, mm-hmm. and I come in and go, get up. <laughs> Let's go shoot a fucking grenade missile. <laughs> he, he trained his guys. He trained his own employees because Russ Perot sold them on it. Those are your brothers over there. How can you sit on that fucking desk and eat fucking crackers? Let's go. He trained them, and Christmas Eve, the 23rd, around there, they went over and they saved his employees, and he had the people back to their families. No shit. Something the government wouldn't even do because they don't want to cause problems. Yeah. Wow. Perot got in some trouble for it. So he yeah. had some backlash. Yeah. But in my world, yeah. I want that backlash. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You went to a family and told them no matter what, even if I got to buy helicopters, I will go over and take them myself. It takes a certain type of man to do that. He was he would have been a scary president. Yeah. There would have been like two countries left. <laughs> if he was the president, yeah. it would have been like us that. and England. He would have blown everybody else up. <laughs> Africa, Iran, the Israelis would still be around because yeah. he would have teamed up with you. I team up with Jews. Yeah, them Jewish people know a thing or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Them Palestinians just take them out right now. <laughs> they would have just been parking lots all over this fucking empty fucking places smoking. I remember like those. He, he wasn't he gonna the, fuck around. Larry yeah. King. He went now, Larry. He would, he would, <laughs> here's a problem right here, Larry. <laughs> he would. He would it sounded like someone's uncle, you know, just shooting the shit. He's and little. Like, was He's like a, a little nerd. And then at the end of everything, he would go, by the way, American people, they're paying for this with your money. Yeah. I'm paying for this That's with right. my money. That's yeah. right. He was I saw what he was making at one time. Guys, it was just amazing. Yeah. At one time, they broke down what he was making a day. It's got to be insane. It was insane. Like he had that much money. He's still alive. By the way, did this guy have some platform that he was running on? Who, Rush Perot? No, no, the guy that announced his running for president. Yeah, the fucking Momo platform. <laughs> what did he? What's he actually say? Who's this? Who's this? I don't know. Look at him. Can you imagine the other four idiots in there? Who's going to be his vice president? The guy with a hat with a propeller on it. They're going to sit there all day. Yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Get the fuck out of here! You got to drive me crazy with this shit. For being freedom no. for freedom <laughs> and i am taking the wall down oh he's taking the wall okay oh, so okay. he's got an immigration policy that's interesting to know the wall no need to be up in mexico the reason this is united states you're going straight of america to hell. you know that you're going to hell tom Who's Love. going to hell? This guy. Let me tell you. Can you imagine this poor bastard giving his first speech, and all of a sudden you just hear, and you see half his head fly off and shit, and he's still alive. <laughs> we need a. I think we need a wall. <laughs> Let me tell you something. They could put up twenty walls. Those Mexicans, they're worse than the Vietnamese. They'll dig up. 
Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll dig it up, dog. They, Bill, I don't even yeah, know. You can't stop it. You can't stop people from doing what they're going to fucking do. You can't stop people what they've been doing for the last 200 yeah. years. No. They know shit about that fucking border that we don't have a fucking clue. You ever been to a checkpoint, Charlie, in Berlin? You ever go to Germany in Berlin? Oh, you should have seen me. I'm over there all the time. I out with Nazis. That's what I do. I go over there and talk about yeah, Jews with yeah. the Nazis. No. If you ever get a chance, you got to go to Berlin. I go to Berlin and I type them on the show. What do you think of those Jews? Huh? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't go to Germany. But if you ever end up in Berlin, you got to see the checkpoint, Charlie. It's the the place where you could cross between East and West Berlin because they built a wall. That's right, what they right, fucking right. did after the end of the war, whatever. The Krauts. The Krauts did yeah. it, yeah. And you would see, it's a mu- there's a museum right there, and it shows exactly how everybody fucked the wall, basically. Like, people would sneak in. They'd build compartments, secret compartments in trunks. They'd build secret compartments under cars and carriages, and people... Still fucking snuck in. I mean, there's museums dedicated to it, so you can't stop anybody. No, it's never gonna fucking. No, you can't. You can't jump over and get shot. People fucking. They'll just Those do Mexicans, it. Mexicans, did you watch that last season of Narcos? Yeah, last I finished. One? Yeah, Diego yeah. Luna. Awesome, amazing, just tremendous. But it tells you that you, you, they they didn't give a fuck. They'll build tunnels. Yeah, man. They'll go down the. They'll figure it out submarines. They don't give a fuck. You, yeah, you, it's, it's it's such a you got to pick your uh, battles. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have nothing against the wall. If you think the wall is that discriminatory, build the fucking wall. But you're not gonna stop it. You're not gonna stop it. You know. And I'm not even. No. I don't even like talking politics. So now you know humans are so resilient. They'll just figure out a way. Yeah. No. To get through. My parents out. escaped from Hungary in '69 when the Russians were. Bro, those Mexicans them. are building a hot air balloon as we speak right now. Of course, dude. But they can fucking inflate with a butane lighter like three Mexicans by themselves and a little fucking thing that pops <laughs> after fucking an hour. They're just building shit. They're already countering the wall. They're already planning how the fuck they're going to zip through the wall. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the, it, you know, the way that people, whenever somebody faces any barrier of something they want to do, there's always another, there's always another way, man. Of course. There's going to be another way. You could, you could put up a 100-foot wall, and there would be a new way. Just a new way in. Of course. My parents figured out a way to escape from communist Hungary, where kids were ratting out their own parents to the KGB, and your fucking family would get taken away in the middle of the night and thrown into prison. And my parents were like, fuck this place. We're out of here. Now, how'd they get out of it? So they, uh, they took the train. They took a train to Yugoslavia. They got caught. They got deported, sent back. And instead of getting on the train and going back to Budapest, my parents were like, yeah, yeah, we'll go back. And they got off at the first stop. You know what I'm saying? So they took a train into Yugoslavia. They get caught at the border. The guy says, go back. But they don't. They got off at that first stop after. And then they um, pay a guy with the guineas. They find a guy in Yugoslavia that can get them to Italy. So they wait, they wait, they wait, meet this guy. The guy gets them over to Italy. And then they're in a camp in Italy for about a year and change yeah, until like the an Catholic Church, camp, yeah. internment camp. Until, oh, and the, the Americans came over to my parents. And they said, oh, you guys are from Hungary? Tell us what the Russians are doing. Because my dad was in the military in Hungary. And they said, uh, if you can show me a map of what the base looks like. He goes, of course, yeah. Here it is. Here's where the Russians do this. This is where the Russians do that. And um, I think because my dad helped the Americans and whatever I don't know somehow we got taken to Canada we got uh, passed to Canada 
And uh, my favorite part about that, though, there we I was born there. Yeah, he was, she was born in Canada, and then one day he was just like, ah, "America, I want to go to America," yeah. and then they just drove in and. My parents. Yeah. No, well, he he got sponsorship to work at a factory in but, Detroit. But he was still supposed to go back to Canada. Right. And then one day he's like, "Fuck that." But they that's just, immigrant stuff, dude. That's what Joey's talking. <coughs> yeah. About. yeah we just you see, you yeah. see the loophole, yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck you." My mother went to a party with her younger sister. My aunt was 13, Rosita, and my mother was about 15 and 16, and they went to a party with two of their, three of their brothers, and my, my, my mom was dancing, and she lost sight of Rosita, and she went outside, and she went around the thing, and some guy was raping my aunt, oh, a Jesus, taxi man. driver, so my wife, my mom broke the bottle. And stabbed him in the back and ripped his back apart. The guy died in the middle of the night, so they had to get my mother out of Cuba. So here's my mother, 15, 16 years old. In those days, you just went to the fucking airport. And she went to Chicago first. She landed in Miami, went to Chicago to see a relative. They didn't want her. She ended up in New York. We had another, like, uncle in New York. And she stayed with her cousin for a few days, and it was a fucking nightmare. And she met a Puerto Rican girl named Goying. And they started running numbers together when they were kids for a neighborhood bookie. And then they both got together and opened up like a little bank and started making a little money. But my mother wanted to go back to Cuba and see her parents. So she snuck back into Cuba with Goying's mother's uh, identification. There was no passports at that time. Whatever the fuck they used, I don't even know if there was passports. So my mother entered Cuba with the name of Sofia Cecilio. Stayed in Cuba for four fucking years. Had my sister and then had me. Stayed in Cuba with that fake fucking thing. <laughs> and in 1966, she came back into the States as Sofia Cecilio. And that name stuck. So she just went and got a social security card. <laughs> and she lived the rest of her life like Sofia Cecilio. People would call her Sophia. You go, why are they calling you Sophia? She goes, just mind your business. And what was her real name? Denora. Hilarious. Tuero, Valdez. I'm a Valdez. She switched <laughs> it to fucking Sophia Cecilia. But don't laugh. When my mother died, I couldn't collect Social Security. Oh. Because my mom didn't work. The, she worked enough quarters, yeah. but under a different name. Oh, oh. man. That's why I won't apply for a passport. Because I might get stopped and said, wait a second. You know Especially now. Especially now. Yeah, so. I get that. So you can't. You never. You don't go to Canada. Nothing. I don't do guts. And do yes, you do well, like at this point? I don't want to do nothing. Do you do a border kind of show? Detroit, shows? You do. Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that's, that's it. I don't go nowhere just in case they do the paperwork. And next thing you know, <laughs> yeah, I got some felonies and some <laughs> outstanding <laughs> fines and shit like that. But there are no dangerous seeing those <laughs> because I got to pay the fines if I want a passport. Yeah. But I really don't want a passport, to be honest with you. So sure. I give a fuck. I'm never going back to Seattle, Idaho. So yeah, they want to come down here and get me, be my guest. Jesus, man, unreal. <clears throat> be my fucking guest. The immigration world is a really because you have to listen to two sides of it. That's why you really, me being an immigrant, I have natural uh, compassion for any immigrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, look what's going on now in Venezuela. You you want your friends to be a part of that. I mean, you, you're half Latin, Don. Yeah. You're, you know, this is our blood. Look what's going on in Venezuela. The same conflicts that some place 
in Syria they run away from, you know. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. And listen, we have good and bad in every race. Sorry. You know, there's white people that'll fucking do anything for you. And then there's white people that pay a half million dollars for the retarded cunt daughter <laughs> to get into a fucking Ivy League school so they can go to parties and say, my little missy's at USC. She's as dumb as a box of fucking rocks, okay? <laughs> she's dumb as fuck. But she's at USC. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's yeah. some people who are proud of that. And you know, you look at that, and when I see that, you know who I feel fucking bad for? And I'm saying it just this way so nobody gets offended. I feel bad for spick little nigga kids and little Chinese kids who work fucking hard, do a thousand fucking things, yeah. and now somebody cuts and fucking line. Yeah. I feel bad for them. I feel yeah. bad for somebody who really needs it, somebody who came from fucking Hungary. Yeah. Who just wants to fucking be an engineer. Do you know, remember when you yeah. started comedy? Yeah. How you would go back after your first year and you wanted to do things and it was frustrating. Think of what an immigrant's mind is about. Yeah. Well, no matter what, now, Japan, China, yeah. Vietnam, they come here and they buy the American dream and they just want to get into a fucking college. I know. Any college. And here comes fucking Full House yeah, with the fucking, fucking husband and Macy and his fucking cunt wife. And, you know, for 15000 to put her in a room to take her SAT. Let me tell you something. You take you take a course to take your SAT. There's a course. Yeah, I know. That that's as stupid as fucking that, too. And you, and you take it. And they you could take it how many times? Two or three your SATs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you pick the highest score. So for 15000 you just threw away 15 For what? So they had her in a room with a mentor to, to, to give her the you answers? Know the other bullshit thing is, too, the, um, <clears throat> the people who did that, that paid... They paid for their kids to get like near perfect scores. Right. They couldn't even settle for like these are pretty good scores. They're like, make it. What's the perfect sixteen hundred? Make it fifteen twenty. So now you you're pretending that the kids are fucking not smart, like genius level. You know, it was like the the boldness and the balls to have to be it, to take it to that level. <laughs> you know, is it, to me is like. I don't know. I think if you're going to play it, cheat like that smart. But then how you, did they cheat the grades? Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Did, no, no, no. Gonna... Uh, I don't know how they cheated the grades. I don't know. I know that they, there's different, they were, these were different cheats. One of them cheated the SAT and the ACT. Right. And then they said they have them, a learning disability and that they need extra oh, time. Oh yeah. That was the other, the that was one of the cheats is that if you actually do have a learning disability, you can, you can get like a solo uh, extra time for the test right and like one proctor watches so you they, and they don't they bribe really that watch. person to have a solo right. room and then that guy corrected all the answers the other one there was more levels to it it was like a real conspiracy where they were paying coaches and and uh, photoshopping pictures office, like all kinds of shit there was one lab usc that took 1.3 million in bribe <sighs> she's doing 20 years yeah there's nobody who can get her out of that that's 20 years yeah. That's 10 years nonviolent. They put you in a house in Pasadena. You can't have a bank book no more. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, 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 that's what breaks my heart. Listen, when I, when I was doing my little scam at the University of Colorado, <laughs> yeah, I was Full a loser. Circle now. I was yeah. a loser and I wanted, a, I wanted an education and I fucked around a little bit, but I did the work and yeah. I really wanted it and it broke my heart. After I got the felony and I couldn't go back on campus, it really did. It would yeah. have meant a lot to me, you know, when if I could have got a half a college degree, something, you know. Yeah. But 
I got to look at you guys and tell you I'm a criminal. I've never cheated on a fucking test. Maybe like in the sixth grade, I wrote the answers on my hand. But besides that, I did the fucking work. You know, yeah. I quit high school my junior year. My senior year, I had to quit. There was no mommy and daddy. I had to quit. Broke my heart. Put me in a different category mentally. What it does to your psyche. It was just horrible. Were you working senior year or no? I was doing whatever I had to do. Roll yeah. a truck, load a truck, you know, fucking paint. Yeah. I was trying to do things. Work for a bookie, you know. But it broke my fucking heart. That's why when I went to Aspen, I tried to sign up for those night classes. And then when I got arrested, they forced me to take my GED. Because if you have a GED, it counts against your sentence. If you don't have a high school diploma, you have points. Mm -hmm. There's a point system. Do you get? Did you have a job when you got arrested? Did you have a high school diploma? Are you married? There's all these point systems. So when I got arrested, my point system was one and a half. That automatically puts you in a halfway house. But I had a four-year sentence, so you're only eligible for a halfway house at the 18-month point. So I still had to do six months to get it down to 18 months. I had already done two in county, so that counts for four. So I pretty much got to prison eligible for halfway house. Wow. Because I had my GED. I was working at the time of my arrest. There's all these different things that you have to fill out to get you. You know when you go to prison, when you come out, I could have just signed the box and been disabled. You do know that? No. When you go to prison and you come out of prison, you claim disability. Really? Yeah. Nobody's going to hire me. Mental disability. I get 800 a month in a parking spot for the rest of your life. I didn't want to do that. You yeah. know how many people do that? A lot. Then they get the food stamps. Then they get the other aid. And they'll walk out of prison with 1200 a month. That's all they'll be able to make the rest of their life or work off the books. But that's how easy it is. You, I know in 88 it was. Maybe now you got to piss yeah. in a bottle or whatever to get welfare. You can milk it. Once you get out of prison, you could say that you're disabled. But you didn't want that. I was 30 years old. Yeah. I, wa I, I wanted to never have a ceiling over my head. Like, I could never work for a salary. Yeah. Like I was always a salesman. You know, this week we made 16 Next week we'll make eight. But the week after that, I'll come back with a $2,000 week. I never wanted a ceiling over my income. That was very important to me. But I also knew I didn't want a day job either. Yeah. I always knew I didn't want a day job. I wanted to be able to have a job that one year I can make 60000 and the second year I can make ninety, and the third I can make one fifty because I controlled my sales. Did you did you go to prison, by the way, in Colorado? It was. Oh, it was there. It was in Colorado, a place called Canyon City for diagnostic, mm -hmm. where they fucking tap into your head. They see what's going on in your head, and they do all these testing, and then you go to a certain facility. Was your prison because it was back? I don't know if it was the same now. Is that was it all super segregated like like you hear about now? You know what I mean? Whites over here, Latins over here. It's so weird. It was segregated, but I broke that segregation. Really? You and I made the guys that hung out with me break that segregation. Like it's weird that I'm married to a Terry Clark because my best best friend in prison was a guy named John Clark who hated blacks. Chinks, Spanish, Jews, Hungarians. He he was white power. Yeah. But when he hung with me, he had to hang out with three yams. Because I ran with three black dudes who I loved and gave my life for. 
So there was a guy that looked like Josh Potter that was yeah, a librarian. He looked just like Josh Potter. Yeah. He was a librarian. He was from Buffalo, New York also. Jesus. Yeah, he shot his wife and the mailman. Oh, that sounds so it, like Josh it Potter. Turned into the fucking, it turned into a federal. Yeah. So our crew was me, him, John Clark, who was like heavy-duty white supremacy, but not yeah. really. Uh -huh. He went between the bikers and the white guys. He had the tattoos and shit. Mm -hmm. Me and him had visitation together because we both were supervisors in the kitchen. So we wouldn't take visitation on Saturdays and Sundays. We'd take visitation on Monday and Tuesday so I could eat some pussy. Yeah. Because then I thought I'd make my girlfriend at the time show up with a dress with no panties on. Oh. And you and your wife would be on the other side of the, it'd just be two of us. Oh. If you took visitation on the weekend, I gotta sit next to somebody. I can't finger my wife or nothing. Yeah. But on Mondays and Tuesdays, I was slinging dick, eating ass, yeah. shooting a load. Yeah. And then she would bring me groceries and I'd go back to my thing. So me and John nice. were tight. Yeah. Then I was tight with a guy named Spencer Antoine, a black dude who fucking uh, sliced the guy up, and he had a really good attorney, so he had involuntary manslaughter. Like he killed him at a party. Yeah. He was tight with me. <laughs> but the best dude that was my brother was this guy, Etchy. He was a professional bank robber. And if I think back about this, he's the first guy that talked to me about stand-up. Really? Like, he taught me about throwing your voice. This is a funny story. Yeah. We were talking one night. We we couldn't do drugs in there because they drug tested you, but you could do acid. So we would do acid and meet at a certain bunker. Me, the two black dudes, and we would do that with John Clark and the librarian. The librarian was a deep guy. He liked doing acid and all this shit. He would talk to you about Venus and all this stuff. But one day we were talking, and this guy, Etchy, was his name. He's like, man, remember I've been in here for two motherfucking long and shit. My freezers are slipping. And I'm like, freezer? And he goes, you know, my motherfucking freezers. And I go, I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was telling me that when you go into a bank or a liquor store to rob somebody, when how you say freeze is very important. Oh. It's got to be very, like, freeze! Like, it's yeah. got to be very intimidating because if you don't say it the right way, people get kind of fucking tough, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And he goes, one time me and my brother went in to rob a bank, and my motherfucking brother had a cold and shit, and he yelled freeze, but his voice cracked, and the motherfucker pulled out a gun and shit, I had to shoot him in the leg. I mean, I looked at his police report, he had shot like 80 people. This guy, this guy was in jail. 80% of his life, but he was hilarious. <laughs> my freezes are slipping. So he, he would tell me, man, my, I got to work on my motherfucking freezes. I'm getting out of here in like six months and shit. I got to get back to work. So I go like, so what What can I do to help you? What can I do and he to goes, help you? Let me know when people are gathered. And I can try my shit out on them. You know what I'm saying? So I go, well, we'll start in the cafeteria first. So he would come in, look at me, and i go, and everybody would be online getting their food, mm -hmm. and there'd be people sitting eating, <laughs> and he would kick the door down and go, freeze, motherfuckers, and white people <laughs> would duck and shit. <laughs> and he would come up to me. I told you, I got to work on my motherfucking freezes and shit. <laughs> that is so I would wait on Saturdays when the black dudes would play dominoes in the laundry room, uh -huh. and they'd be listening to fucking, who's Whitney Houston's husband? Yeah, Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, Don't Be Cruel. Yeah. Like, I was in prison when that album came out. And the brothers would be dancing and they'll be cruel. And I would run over to Etchy and go, Etchy, I got like 20 brothers gathered. He goes, where, where, where the fuck are they? I go there in the laundry room. He would march down there to the back door and I'd go in there in the front and 
be hanging out with the brothers, and all of a sudden the door would kick open, and he'd go, freeze! And all the black dudes would duck and go, you black motherfucker, you almost gave us a heart attack. And Etchy would put his arm around me, and he'd go, man, if you can scare niggas, you can scare anybody. <laughs> and I used to go, Etchy, you kill me. And he'd run that drill every fucking Saturday. He'd run. If if white dudes were cooking, he'd kick down the door, freeze. And they would, God damn it, you again. And then he would come up to me. He's like, I'm getting my freezes back up. Freezes. That's one of my favorite stories I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Etchy. I'm I'm working on my freezes. I'm working on my freezes and shit. Working on my freezes. Yeah. Um, By the way, you know Potter. Did you know that he can't come? Where? Josh Potter can get it up. And he he can't ejaculate. uh, With a girl. No. Tremendous. That's even better. He wants to. Who wants to come? He wants to. I want to drill a hole in their fucking eyes that they can't take it no more. You know what I'm saying? When you're fucking them and their one eyeball is hanging out. And they're like, when are you going to come? Because I come quick. Yeah. Uh, I come in a minute. So if I could come in. Right there with you, brother. If I could come in 20 minutes and just keep giving your dick going from pussy to asshole to mouth. Back to your fucking Jeez, pussy. Joey. Drill it back that's to your That's what you're ass. doing? That's no, what you're but doing? that's my fantasy. If I couldn't come for an hour, oh, hitting you in the face, making you suck it, <laughs> popping it out, hitting you, you're like confused. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know where you're going. Licking so he's toilets. never come. He's right, right here. Like, he's right there. Talk to him. That's how it usually goes, by the way. Yeah, that's it. It's an hour of fucking straight But he, but he, he can only come if he jerks off. Okay, then yeah. when you want to come after the chick is laying there like she got shot in Vegas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she's laying there, the one leg is hanging. You know what I'm saying? Her mouth is stretched out. Her, her asshole, it's still open like a dragon's mouth. You know, when you fuck him in the ass, the asshole stays open. Uh, do I? And then just laying there drinking milk, trying to recoup and shit. You're giving them like Gatorade. Then yeah. you just drink off on the tits. <laughs> And call it a night. There you go, man. Why are we even trying to solve this Dude, problem? Dude, I don't think it's a problem anymore. It's not a problem. You don't? No, yeah. No. I don't, I don't, I Joey's were... convinced me. I mean, I want to just mangle some. If you told problems. three chicks that you couldn't come, that you could give them each dick for an hour, you could get all three of them to show up at once and just keep going like Don Henley style. You ever read that book? You weren't uh-uh. working this time again. It came out in 98 about a hooker uh-uh. who wrote about all her experiences, and she wrote about Don Henley. That she would go to Don, Don Henley would order four bitches, and he would sit there in this table like this was his table, and that's a fireplace. He would make them bend. Don't don't, don't even look at me. <laughs> he wouldn't even let them look at him. Just look towards the fireplace and, and bend, bend over. over. And he'd do lines of coke, and then get up, open up his robe, and stick it in you like four times. Then he'd sit back down again, and he'd do a couple more lines, and, and he'd have you there for eight hours. That's just be bend life. Over. This could be your life, Josh. God, I hope so. That's someday. Yeah, Let's when do you, it. Like when you, when I was younger and I did coke, oh, there was dick for fucking four hours. Yeah. You just were giving out dick. They're looking at you like, when is this going to stop? And then when you do come, it's one of those long loads. Yeah. You ever have those loads? Like I, I, used, to, I used to be on probation, and there was a dude that was like a G.I. Joe dude that failed the police test, but his assistant was a good-looking woman. Like she was kind of cute. If I was 30, she was like 38, nobody talked to her in Boulder because she had like a wooden leg. Like her leg was kind of like she had like that little limp. But you could tell the bitch had game. Like she could suck a cock. I would look <laughs> right, in the eyes and right. I could tell this bitch is deadly. But nobody talks to her because of the fucking wooden leg or yeah. whatever the fuck she's got. She got shot in Vietnam. I didn't know what happened to her. 
And she was very nice. I forget what her name was. I'd see her. I'd always flirt with her. But when I was doing, and I was in the probation, I figured out how to fuck with the piss test. I'm uncircumcised, so I would take, like, fucking pool cleaner and put it on my dick and then pull the skin over it <laughs> and put, like, a tab over it, like a bread tab, like a, like a fucking rubber band. And then when I would go pee, the guy would watch me. And I would take my the thing out and just pee and then pull the skin back. And all the pool cleaner would go into the fucking thing. And then I would zap the machine. They would always say to me, this motherfucker's up to something. So he asked her. He goes, maybe you could see what the fuck he's doing. So I, would, I, I, I knew and I would call and go, I'll be there at four. Because they would call you. And then you had to call a machine that would tell you what color was up. Mm-hmm. And if the color came up, that you, let's say your color is maroon, and they go, today's colors are green, maroon, and black, you would have to call in and tell them what time you're coming in. You had till 5 o'clock, but you had to make an appointment. Then she'd tell you, no, no. If he answered, that means he was going to watch you while you're pissed. But with me, they had mirrors around me. They couldn't figure out what I was doing, so they sent her in. So before I would go and I'd fucking do a half a jerk in the car and get my dick nice and big. Yeah. And then I'd sprinkle it the fucking uh, pool cleaner. The pool cleaner. <laughs> the or the pool, doesn't sting your dick, the it pool did. cleaner? It did. I got scars. I got little yeah. holes in my dick and uh, Drano. Yeah. I would grind it up. I would fucking put it under my dick and then pull the skin back and it would fall into the piss test and zap it. But before I would piss, I would take the hammer out and show it to her. Like, what do you think? What do you think? There's something nice. And she would look at it and look around the room. And not like I knew I, I was going to end up sleeping with her or swapping spirit with her because I flirt with her. Nobody yeah. talked to the woman because she had a fucked up leg. So I'm off probation. I'm delivering Chinese food and I'm slinging Coke at the same time at the Chinese restaurant. So I would have, to, I would have you call the Chinese restaurant and say, Can I talk to Joey? Yeah, what's up? Oh, you want egg drop soup? Whatever. The cocaine would be hidden under the egg drop soup. So if I got in trouble, the Chinese people got in trouble. I didn't put it in the bag. This was when I was out already, out of prison. One night I knock on the door and who answers the door? It's her. And she goes, oh my God, it's so great to see you. How have you been? And I go, it's great to see you. Man, I gave her a hug and I put the Chinese down and she goes, what are you doing with your life? I, I go, I'm getting divorced, but I got to stand up comedy and I'm trying to deliver food to make a living. And she's like, oh, that's so sweet. You, you and her broke up. Oh, you must need a hug. And as I started hugging, we started swapping oh, spit. And I touched a little monkey, and I could feel nobody had even touched a monkey in like 10 years. Steam started coming up. And I started fingering that motherfucker like a savage and swapping spit with her. And my hand was nice and wet, and I'm fingering her. I got a pinky surrounding her asshole. And I'm working. And finally, I put it down slowly. And I pop her pants. I take her tit out. She's got one big fucking tit. I'm sucking her tits. And I'm, sm- I'm fucking sm- I'm making out with her. And I'm fingering her at the same time. So while I'm fingering her, I take her pants down. But I go, I don't want to see what the other leg is. So I took the leg off of the good leg. And I left the fucking bad leg covered because I don't want to know what yeah. it is. If she's got like a pole under there, one of those fucked up feet. <laughs> So I picked up a fucking leg and I started eating her pussy. The clit fucking was huge. I'm sucking on it like a piece of, like a piece of bubble. Come on, I look up at her and she's like this, Christine, like with her mouth open. I go, now's the time to put the helmet in that fucking mouth. So I switched up. I started two finger Louie and I went around her and I put that fucking hammer in her mouth and she didn't know what to do. She's like, mm, mm. and I was, and at that time. <laughs> 
at that time. I was trying to fucking lift weights and shit, so I wasn't jerking off. Because somebody told me not to jerk off, that your protein. I was yeah. retarded, yeah. dog. You know, I'm retarded. Yeah. And when I came in the mouth, it was one of those loads, Christine, that don't stop. Yeah. You ever have one of those things? I know, Christine. And you're sucking it. You're sucking it with your eyes closed. And then after a minute, you open it up because you're like, when is this going to stop? And I could look at her swallowing it, and it was endless. It was yeah. fucking endless. It was just a load of death. Yeah. It was like a month and a half of not coming. There was Valium in there and Xanax and fucking well, it's cocaine. Nice seeing you, Joey. Thanks for stopping by. I shot a load in the mouth, and when I took my dick out, she went, ah. It was like she drank a gallon of Mountain Dew. She looked at me. She started getting a little dizzy. Oh, my God. I was selling Valium at the time. I was taking like 100 milligrams of Valium a night. Well, I shot in her mouth to put her in a trance. She was glassy-eyed. She gave me a $3 tip, and I left, and I never saw her again. Uh, she must have ate that Chinese food and slept for a week. Oh, my God. Oh. Do you got any Christ. dates coming up you want to <laughs> you, can, you can still you a Twitter feel, handle. You, you can still feel that? what that nut felt like, I bet, right? Oh, it was like a, it was like a three-minute nut. But yeah. wait a minute. You didn't even bang her? You no, didn't put it no. in her vagine? No. No. Well, that's, no. That's, the the pussy eating was tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I licked her ass Sorry, I blacked and, out oh, at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, I didn't no, listen closely. Once I shoved my tongue in your ass, you black out. It's like it's like you're 14 and your uncle's molesting you. You know <laughs> you just black out and let happen what's gonna happen anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is too good. Oh man, you're Fuck the best. It. Take a shower. Fuck it. Uh, Joey Diaz. Oh. Church of What's Happening Now. Whew, he um, needs to go to church after that. You gotta repent. You go to son. see him at the comedy store. Oh. Go to his dates. Where did your web? You have a website? I don't forget. JoeyDiaz.net. You're the best. You're the best. So are you guys. I love you love so you much. Jesus. Christine, uh, you lived that load when I was saying it. That's why. <laughs> I did not it live It took you the back load. to college like I one did time. Not, I did not. When you got a bad she, you batch of Hungarian of dick. Yeah. I like I was Puerto, Puerto Rican. Yeah, you got a bad batch of those platanito sperm where you just kept fucking <laughs> swallowing, <laughs> saying this is the worst pina colada I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> did that Sanku chicken come? I'm pretty hungry yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right our closing song uh by tar is by tardcore fun um <laughs> uh joey diaz everybody i love you man love you, i love joey. you guys too for having me god the, the retardation of, of your generation the, the retardation retarded retarded